Hello, freaks. It is I, Jason, host, co-host of its... I almost said it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Let me start that That's what I over. thought you were going to say, too. That's so weird. <laughs> in five, uh, four, so strange. Three. Gather around, freaks. It's Monday night, and you're around the campfire known as the internet. Each and every one of you, every single person on the internet, watching the only show that exists and asking the only question that exists. And that question, of course, is, hey, did you see this one? Oops, I did it again. It's Monday night, uh, I guess. And because I had COVID last week, we are live. What's on COVID? COVID-19. Don't you, have, don't you have like 10 vaccinations against that yet? I have five vaccinations total. And oh. I think the reason why it only lasted hard for like three days is because of the, those vaccinations. And I'll tell you, I actually felt worse before I tested for COVID this time, which was so fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, well, if but, there's anything I know about you, it's that you famously love licking the handrails on the subway. So I'm not surprised you got it again, you freak. I'm a freak. I've never freaks. had it. I'm a freak. I've never freaks. had COVID. It's terrible. This isn't the COVID hour, though. This is, hey, did you see this one? My name is Jason, <laughs> and I'm joined by my co-host, Steve. And look, look who's back for Fan Sember, also known as Gift Miss. No, not Gift Miss. Guest Miss. <laughs> There you uh, go. Look, everybody, it's Noel. Noel Kotev is back. Welcome back. And this week, we're talking about the stupidest movie I've seen in a long time. Striptease. We, striptease. <laughs> uh, we all watch striptease, right? We all watch stripper tease. Um, so I've got that out of the way. Before we get into the actual main show, I put up last week, I did put up the fan guessing game to see if people could actually guess this thing but i think mm-hmm. I, I i overestimated people's ability to just like get it from a shot of the leg i started with the foot then i did the leg nobody really got it but if four people got it i guess so i'm gonna read off three people got it only three people got it i got a lot of posts are you gonna read my amazing pun joke after the last episode where everybody assumed i hate puns what was, <laughs> I was like it? i don't hate puns. You showed a picture of the knee, and I said, is it Finding Nemo? Oh, yeah, that's with a great. Knee? That's great. <laughs> yeah. So you're actually on this list this week. Uh, okay, but, good. But what, what I will say is after I posted the, the picture of what movie it was, a lot of people came out of the woodwork to be like, I used to J-O to that movie when I was 10. Mm. Oh! Yeah. So <laughs> 10. that stratosphere. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Yikes. Friend of mine and friend of... Knowles and friend of the show, he'll be on one day. Stratus, all around pretty good dude. Yeah, minus that slash trench coat wearing creep. He yeah. didn't say that in so many words. He just said basically <laughs> he he had a black box when he was a kid, so he had that movie on repeat, basically on one of the movie networks. Um, so that's his history with the movie. Uh, so the three people that <laughs> got it this week are as follows: Nicholas Latimer. You remember Nick? We went to school. Uh, he got it. He wishes world peace and full frontal nudity for all. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine. Only just, vaginas, though. No just wieners, from apparently. The knees up and the yeah. belly button down. Uh, Jessica Fisher once again got it. She says, just tell people to like pictures of my dog and free Palestine. 
That's right. I said it. I said it on the internet. Cancel me, Israel. Uh, and oh my god, I, my phone just blew up. Jason, you've been canceled <laughs> 18 times. Again? What? Again? No, but seriously, uh, ceasefire. Uh, and Chris Davies, uh, Chris Davies says, watch more movies, buy more physical media, support your local video store. And I notice how he said singular video store, because I believe there's one left in the world. Possibly mm-hmm. two. Um, oh, do we have a I support my local video Yeah, I think store. you mentioned this last time you were on. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I was I've, jealous. I've, but also I, I realized that I, I live close to you, so maybe I should also go to the same place. <laughs> So it's not far. <laughs> for some reason, all I thought you lived like further away. The three of us need to watch our next movie at Steve's house. Is what we're saying. <laughs> awesome. So that was the fan guessing game. Congratulations! You have successfully guessed the correct answer, which is the answer you provided. Congratulations! I like this one because it goes on for way too long. Yeah. And Jason Jason complains that this show is too long each week, but he plays the longest. <laughs> I have a heart out at 910. No, um, oh, Jason, did anyone guess uh, that the thing that you put in was the image sensed by Tano Stano? Mm. No? What? Okay, so this famous photographer i believe he's czech i could have that wrong um this like this image is completely ripped from an image called sense by this particular artist tono stano oh interesting yeah i didn't even know that until you uh told me and i was like if you look at i'll like send it to you later but like it's exactly the same like like they like they didn't even reverse it they didn't even flip the image to make it different like it's exactly the exactly the same well it has to be shaped like an s right it does have to be shaped like an S. I didn't even consider that because I was too, too distracted by the I guess the, it's called body. Sense as well. Here, I sent it to you on Insta. Nice. Uh, but I meant flipped as in her like butt was showing. And so, no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like well, nothing different about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you the only thing cat. different is that it's not uh, whatever. What, uh, Ber- Elizabeth, Elizabeth Berkeley. Berkeley, yeah. You should have held on for a second because uh... a brief history. <laughs> I of course like to make it. I've made a tradition around these parts to allow the allow the guests to go first. Whoa, that's a direct ripoff. Uh, yeah. So, with what Noel <laughs> you just started to say, continue to say more words about your history with this film. Oh, I have no history with this film. Uh, <laughs> it's a history of violence. I hate it. <laughs> I want to destroy it. So I think anyone who was born like mid millennial or anything knows about this movie. Um, like it's in the, the geist. Uh, but I had seen like bits and pieces here and there on like, what was it? Bravo or showcase. showcase? Yeah. One of those two. Jason's like showcase showcase. <laughs> I have a, a VHS that says showgirls on it. Slash one had sex in the city on it. Um, <laughs> showcase. Which everyone had red shoe diaries on it. Also showcase. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, um, queers folk was on showcase as well. It was. It? Sure was. It was. It definitely was. <laughs> All right. Um. So I'd seen bits and pieces here, 
uh, but I'd never sat down and watched it. And somebody told me like way back, hey, there's a giant rape scene in the end. And I was like, I'm never going to watch that. That's fine. And then you were posting like, hey, what should we do? And showgirl seems like a funny thing to do because it's just known to be the weirdest, most bad thing ever and not in a the room kind of way. And so then you said, hey, you're going to be on it. And went, ah, shit. Yeah. Ah, shucks. (laughs) Yeah. Well, originally I had show. I originally this month was supposed to be like we just the original three members of the show just talk about four movies that fans choose suggested yeah suggested. But what had happened was is it it's better content if we just have our four best guests on or our three best guests and a new guest who next week he actually chose a movie. And we were just going to view it, watch it, talk about it. But I think this works out a lot better. So it's no longer fan sim. Basically, what Jason is it's saying is like mess. is like the movie. Uh, he's blaming you in the way that everybody blames Nomi for all of her poor choice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I see how this goes. But uh, in in Showgirls' defense, mm-hmm. um, this is a movie that people know but have not necessarily seen. And if they have seen, not entirely or not like through an adult like not an adulthood this yeah. is a very hated you see this one kind of movie so uh that i think is perfect <laughs> well, perfect. It, yeah. <laughs> well steve yeah. why don't you tell us about your history of this movie then I, I can't help but feel like you're calling us children but okay <laughs> uh i, I started watching movie. movies other than mcu in 2020 so i am a child oh uh, yes well um i saw this movie as a kid and it scared the shit out of me it was scary to me um i thought you know when i first saw it oh this is the famous sex movie that will satisfy my needs as a a horny 12 year old boy or whatever um and when i started watching it i realized like the sex in this movie is violent and disturbing and aggressive and everything in between is also violent and disturbing and aggressive everything that anybody says in this movie is with this sort of pointed edge of i'm gonna hurt you (laughs) or like you know what are you stupid like that's like the whole movie is just people arguing constantly so it was like it, it made me like at this heightened state of anxiety while i was watching it so when the titillating scenes did appear i was like i don't i'm not even i don't even want to watch this anymore um but yeah, it was, again, a showcase scenario where it was on and I knew that it was the famous movie that, you know, I shouldn't be watching, but I have a TV in my room and showcases on it. So I'm going to do it. And uh, yeah, I didn't like it then. Uh, I actually through, as you were saying, no, like a, through an adult lens after not revisiting it, like every couple of years for my entire development as a human being, it does have a little bit of goodness to it but there's a lot of bad there's a lot of bad in there still (laughs) um a whole lot of bad um and i i think we were having like a a a instagram conversation while we were while we were watching this movie and like you said this movie does kind of get good at one point and i completely agree and i was sort of invested until it, it just completely falls apart i think like the way you could describe it is that the movie starts with her at like the rock bottom 
And then it just kind of, it doesn't go up from there. Kind of like the rock bottom just changes forms. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> like, met, it's like a, it's morphing into different forms of rock bottom the entire time. Um, but yeah, my, my brief history is that I watched it once when I was a kid and it kind of freaked me out and I never watched it again until we had to watch it for this podcast. So Jason, the, in your briefs history of this <laughs> I'd rather not talk about it. On to the next. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I watched it for three and a half minutes when I was 14. 40 times. Yeah. Uh, I will say this movie came out at a very formal point in my life. It was on showcase, yada, yada, all that stuff. I'm a, you know, pretty, I'm a pretty straight male. Um, uh, I would call you a handsome straight male, not a thank pretty you. straight male. Thank you. I've been called handsome my whole life. Why can't I just be cute for once? Um, other than that, nonsense. The I, I I can't really say that I've seen the movie all the way through. Yep, you guys just are like out of here. Uh, but there's the sec the end third of this movie. Like I definitely don't even remember. I'm sure I saw this movie like in my twenties not in a weird like hormonal charged way but i didn't remember that last thing with molly i didn't remember that that was the most shocking shit and then on top of that the like doctor explaining to know me what happened was also just like horrifying so it's really unfortunate that this movie was so sexualized um when like me and my friends would watch it on showcase and be like hey, boobies uh because it's actually the, the subject matter, I get what Paul Verhoeven was going for. Like, I get it. He the, the execution and the era just sort of it didn't allow for it to breathe. And it's not that good. You know, it's the problem also. If it was done a little bit more tastefully, if it was done a little bit more. There, it's weird, though, because like it there, it is kind of good like it is kind of good but it's like 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 the cinematography is excellent like like the dance sequences are like clearly they learned how to do the shit and we'll talk about the cinematography also the choreography of the the dancing is like i did a little bit of a deep dive the person who did uh striptease a year later after this movie came out and also all the austin powers dance numbers come (laughs) on good stuff but what else i'll I'll just kind of leave it at that like i watched it when i was a kid when i shouldn't have been watching it and i watched it probably in my 20s and didn't really like grasp it It was like on in the background at a party or something so i'm excited to have watched (laughs) striptease i think i want to go watch unless it was like a bunch of gay men like i I don't know (laughs) I perceive like, striptease to be the better movie, but Ma- like Magic Mike is the best stripper movie of the three, right? Yeah, except you don't see his vagina in it. <laughs> I've heard very good things about Hustle, Hustlers, Hustle. Oh yes, Hustlers was good. Yes, I did see that. It was very good, but that's more about them, like moitering people. Yeah, moitered. <laughs> Moidor. Could you imagine if in Magic Mike uh, he had to spread his butt and we had looked at his butthole for like several <laughs> scenes? I think you could like, imagine that. I mean, I have, but I'm just saying that's kind of <laughs> oh, what this movie is. Unlike you depraved fools, <laughs> I have never seen striptease or hustlers or any of the Mikes, magical or, or otherwise. I haven't seen striptease. I had... 
I haven't seen Hustle and I have seen the first Magic Mike, but I was just kind of like, okay, this isn't really for me. I feel like this is not for my male gaze, the the specific male gaze that I have. As far uh, it's as, for someone else's gaze. As far just at, at the end of our brief history here, I will say that this movie and Scripties do get mixed up in my head because they're very similar movies. And your mouth. Because you've said it several times over the last few weeks of like, we're going to watch striptease. Yes. I'm like, do you mean showgirls? showgirls? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But the scene where Demi Moore walks out on stage and rips her shirt open, I thought happens in this. And I thought this movie also had actual like Rockefeller showgirls, but it really just right. doesn't ever in the whole shit. It, it just Whoa, goes right. Are to you the calling weird... The the like the Rockefeller the Rockettes showgirls because they're not showgirls they're Rockettes it's really right different. but you know what I mean the showgirls <laughs> that do the leg dance in Vegas that like are called kick lines. yeah kick yeah. lines I think that like my... uh, Indiana Jones in the you know and they're on Fremont Street in the fucking nineteen forties and yeah my brain is stuck there anyway that has been our brief history so moving along we're gonna go on to the next uh, quick. Uh, this one's going to be a quick one, I think. So here's the all right, all talk. right. Quiet on set. Are we rolling? Down. Okay, let's shoot this piece of shit. Sound. Speed. Action. So from the director of the Hitchhiker TV series, RoboCop, Total Recall, Basic Instinct, Starship Troopers, Starship Troopers deleted scenes comes... I think that's Show part girls. of the other movie. <laughs> <laughs> but my point um, is, is like, I guess Basic Instinct is closer to this than it is an action movie. But Total Recall, Hitchhiker TV series, which is like, which was like a horror, a horror TV show. And he's also directed a lot of other things outside of the Hollywood machine. Uh, yeah. He actually hasn't come back. I think. What's the last thing he made? I think Hollow Man. Before he sort of left, uh, uh, RoboCop deleted scenes again in 2014. <laughs> no, he directed Hollow Man. No, I know. I okay, I was making a joke. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure because you you didn't have your sarcasm voice on, um, and I need that or I don't I know. understand <laughs> sarcasm. You, you uh, tune your guitar a little bit. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I I am in a lot of ways like a typical. <clears throat> meat man where i just love verhoven's work in a lot i love robocop and i love total recall um starship troopers is one of my favorite movies ever made except like the fact that he essentially uh, we're going to talk about this next week because that's what arjun chose by chance we didn't we weren't planning on two verhoven's in one month but it's happening actually one week a couple days from now we're doing a couple days from now it's verhoven week Um, instead of you know John Carpenter. But he he became month. so sort of like disillusioned and like like angry with the Hollywood studio system that he just started treating actors like props. Like he's just like, no, nah, I'm going to make my movie now and right here, and this is how it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so within Starship Troopers, you can tell that he's just using them as props. They're like Barbie dolls, and he even casts people that look like like plastic people. You know, like Denise Richards and uh, Casper Van Dien. Like literally look like a Barbie and Ken, and he's like, "Now what can I do with these Barbies and Kens? <laughs> oh, send them to space and fight aliens." Um, and this movie kind of has a little bit of that, not a not a ton, but well, when a little bit when Nomi and the the new girl are like doing their dance on stage, it's like he's just bashing two Barbies together, kind of. Also, yeah. 
Penny uh, from Heaven, yeah. Pennies yeah. from Heaven. Pennies from Heaven. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Jason, if you know about this, but there is like an unofficial uh, sequel to this movie called Pennies from Heaven, and it's I think written, starring, and directed by that actor. Yes, right? it is. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen it, and I think hey, it's did you see like this crazy one? long. I don't I think, think anybody's. <laughs> I think it's like 140 minutes long or something wild like that. She's too. the it's most like... uninteresting character in the whole movie. So naturally, she has a. You said it's too long. I think it's like over two and a half hours mm-hmm. long, and mm-hmm. I believe. I think we should watch it. Maybe yeah. we should watch it. Yeah. Where is <laughs> Noel in the chat to check this shit? Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Oh, you're on the show. Tim's in the chat. Tim's Whoa, here. back up. It's the body of the episode. Not quite. <laughs> um, not there yet. We're talking about Paul Verhoeven. So Paul here, Paul Verhoeven, he worked with, um, what's the writer's name? Um, Esther uh, Hayes. Esther House, yeah. Joe, Joe Esther House. Yeah, and it seemed like they were kind of on different pages uh, when you look at the history of it in terms of how they wanted to, to, to go right where it's like well paul verhoven had this idea of like men and women uh they are all pimps and uh hookers and they're all manipulating each other and the, this is the story i want to tell and this guy's like well, well maybe we should just talk about nipples the whole time <laughs> um so after basic instinct they basically got blank check to mm-hmm. do this movie and uh joe joe e uh just basically wrote it on a napkin in hawaii right and like sold it right for and like drew a million dollars or something. yeah crude and pictures like, of boobs <laughs> <laughs> yes just like bracket period bracket <laughs> um and then a perfect drawing of um kyle mclaughlin licking a nipple <laughs> and kyle mclaughlin's butt just like <laughs> yeah. So he did that, and so they had two different ideas. He wanted to do something more, uh, I believe, comedy, uh, and then Paul V was like, no, we have to do all about Eve. Um, And then they, I can't remember, but like they didn't want it to get made. They wanted to make something else, and then someone was like, well, we won't greenlight that idea you want, Paul V, but we'll greenlight this thing on a napkin. I think he also wanted to make it like a classic musical as well, where he's like, I want to have it like a MGM style A Busby Berkeley style musical. With these grand numbers, and then in between, everyone's vile and disgusting and just humping. I don't know if you've seen a lot of Busby Berkeley dance sequences. There's a lot in like old Judy Garland, Mickey Rooney shit, and they're extremely elaborate. There's a lot of stuff going on. So I feel like there's a piece of that in the goddess shows. Like they're very old school Hollywood and you're just filming a stage and a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. Even that, uh, the we, the one that becomes very sort of like leathery and like BDSM, even that one still feels like it's like they're they're sort of wrapping it in a, a package, you know, like a weird leathery package. Uh, I actually kind of like that one, to be honest. That one was maybe my favorite because they're also sort of fighting during it. It was more interesting than the rest. They ride it on motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're like literally kicking each other and pushing them down. Like it's not part of the show. And you're like, oh, my God. And they're uh, fighting so- up there. Spoiler alert, that that's say. the beginning of my Home Alone of it all. So. Oh. Um, I didn't know this it, one would have a Home Alone of it all. But all that to say, I think what we're getting at was they had no real idea what they were doing and trying to do too many different things. Yeah, I think but you're also right. capitalize think, on how attractive Gina Gershon was in 1995. 
but you can also like easily imagine how Verhoeven, because Verhoeven was a, a desirable director at that time, right? Like he had he had made all these things that people were, everything that he had made up until that point was like box box office cocaine, where everyone was like, "Wow, we really hit the jackpot here," and so obviously they get, this is the blank check that you were talking about, but uh, he probably was able to just kind of like put out a blanket and be like anybody come and want to be in the movie we'll do it eh? but but like if you look at the the short list of actors that refuse the role of Nomi it's pretty crazy like it's it's people that are household names like they're not sort of like unknowns it's you know like uh I think Charlize Theron and um Madonna Madonna and um uh, Angelina Jolie like all these people but obviously they were all sort of still up and comers they weren't in, at the club that they are now but all of them said no because there is like a stigma there's a stigma there right where if you're a female actor at that age it's like i don't know if i can do this yet maybe later which is the demi moore thing with the striptease where you're like you can kind of do that because she's already ha- she's in that sort of like wheelhouse of like i have the ability to do this without it maybe yeah, ruining like she, my career. She got the, that one almost canned her career. Though. Yeah, she got the breast augmentation yeah. for it, and then GI Jane was next, which kind of brought her back, right? Yes, that was. Uh, we'll get credibility this, back on GI Jane. This but movie somebody fucking else... destroyed Elizabeth Berkeley's career. I don't think yeah. she was in any, which is unfortunate. It, it, it she she was in a couple things here and there, like mostly TV and like small things, but somebody else did have the part and I'm bad. I didn't write this down, but she couldn't dance and Elizabeth Berkeley could. So she got it. And in, I think that Elizabeth Berkeley wanted this role because she had just come from saved by the bell. So it was the classic, like yeah. I'm not a little girl anymore. Like I'm going to do this. <laughs> I believe that the Hello, character Tori yeah. was added to the show because she left to do this movie. I'm not mistaken. And you know what? I will say she's she's not um, a she's little not girl. Bad. She's not a little girl, obviously, but I, like she's not bad in this. But she's also like she's obviously beautiful. But it's like in this otherworldly sense where it's it's more like striking. Where you're like your neck is really long and your head is like small for your shoulders and your eyes are wide apart. And you're like, there's all these weird, interesting things where it's like she's almost like hypnotizing to look at. Or I'm she not. She can dance though. She can dance. She dances like a tornado in that scene where you first see her dance. Dance. I mean, that's a lot of the work is coming from that dress, but she's the one operating that dress. She she harnesses the scene from Saved by the Bell where she says, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. It's what most of her acting in this movie reminds me of. Right. When she wants to speed or caffeine pills. I'm sorry. Oh my God, I remember that. That's my absolute. I have to say, in Elizabeth Berkeley's defense, um, Paul V has said, I told her to act like that Mm -hmm. um, when she's on an 11. So, like, he just destroyed her career. That's (laughs) what it sounds. (laughs) He should have put her in Hollow Man. Yeah, made her Hollow Woman. Whoa! But it also killed the career of the guy who played the the one guy, not Kyle MacLachlan, not the striptease dad. Yes, James. Oh, the <laughs> guy who's like was Skip. I can they teach never, you to. They never. I can say teach his you name. to not horny dance. <laughs> Sorry. His name is James. Yeah, I know, but it, I didn't. Smith. You know how I'm good at like writing down their name the second I hear it. I didn't hear them say the name till like the end. And the only time is when that guy calls him Skip. So I had him as Skip in my notes for most of it. And also, 
what's that dude from? I just looked at his IMDb and I can't like he's from a million things. I thought he was the guy from the hackers, but he's not. Um the like elite hacker, that's a different guy. But this dude looks like somebody that I know very well. Who I super he like is he's a he's a supporting actor. He's in lots of stuff. Yeah. He's okay. he's like a character actor that pops up all the time. He's I think in he's in Showgirls too. Oh my god, Penny's Raven? <laughs> is he the husband? The ex-husband, maybe? <laughs> Showgirls do it for themselves. Be. Yeah, I mean he says he's gonna marry her, right? Showgirls. I got her pregnant. Electric boogaloo. Um, okay, that's the history of Hypercube. Paul... <laughs> is that the other joke? <laughs> yeah. That's the history. Wait, before of Paul... we move on from the history, it's so Paul history. V doing this movie, hold on. Paul V doing this movie is kind of like if Greta Gerwig um, made Barbie and it wasn't actually a good movie. That's because I don't think Basic Instinct is a good movie. And then went on to do like the worst version of Chronicles of Narnia. I have a feel that she wants to do Chronicles of Narnia and there's no way to do this right. So I have a very sad feeling that Greta Gerwig is going to Paul V herself here. Oh no. Uh, it's like yeah. she made something like, you know, uh, uh, Signs and then went on to make something like Avatar The Last Airbender. Or it's like Taika Waititi <laughs> where people now just don't give a shit about his, his like goofiness anymore. They're like, stop being goofy. Can yeah, and also stop making MCU. again. <laughs> stop making MCU movies also. Uh just to like, you know, expand the the idea of like a director that hit hard and well, but also had all this great great work previous. It's like yeah. Paul Verhoeven, I, I think I mean Starship Troopers again is one of my faves. And then after that, I don't even know if I've seen Hollow Man all the way through because it was too weird and again spooky. He's a spooky guy. I also think that Paul V isn't all to blame here. Sure, for some of the directing and making Elizabeth Berkeley act like that. But I think the writing is where this movie fails terribly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Joey's so a hack. It, it, it almost feels so like a uh, like we're watching a soap opera condensed down into one episode that is like a it's a two parter or something or a three parter. And it's it's so overcharged where it seems like there should be more on either end of it that make it make sense. And it doesn't like, I just we... don't think he's ever met a human woman. I mean, that's how I phrase <laughs> that's it. True. I don't yeah. think he's yep. ever heard a woman interacting with another woman. I don't think he's ever been in the presence of that. Uh, I also think that he probably has not had actual sex. He's only watched pornography. <laughs> like that's the only thing that, yeah, it's just like, exactly. <laughs> Well, he has a strange like, German man. This is what porn is, right? I, I, I mean, that's how sex works. You just do it really, really hard, and one of us has to be under a fountain. Because he wrote Flashdance, and Flashdance has pretty terrible writing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a pretty great movie, but the dialogue is trash. Um, and I don't think that he understands how women operate because Basic Instinct is also like a really weird, like male fantasy of what women might sound like. Maybe he's just a really good structure guy or something where it's like, you know, structure of a movie is very important. But if you don't have the the foundations around it, it's like, OK, well, no, but he, maybe he needs some women. Yeah, stop That's writing not- women. <laughs> just just go back to writing uh, men make a maybe he wrote. Did he write Magic Mike? He's like, I got to try a draft, too. This time it's guys. I'll just put it in Neither secretly. Boys. Nobody will know it was me. Uh, Tim in the chat says Greta will need lots of cocaine to end up like Paul V. <laughs> but he would watch uh, her Narnia. So I think if she did the Narnia, like 
I don't, I don't know how you get that right, but that's a completely different situation. When we're doing theory corner, just let me know because I have the best theory. Carry on, though. All right, right. awesome. I'm, I'm glad you queued me up for that because I'll give you a theory corner. I also kind of want to keep theorizing about uh, Greta's version of Narnia because I do also think it could be great at the same time. Like, there's a, there is a world in which that is amazing because <laughs> there's a lot of funny shit in Narnia that like she could make very comedic and good, but also like it doesn't take a a genius visionary to make a good battle sequence happen right so like maybe she could she could work work collaboratively with someone if she's not sure about that stuff she but it's like extremely entertaining ken on ken but then you war. look at someone like fucking snyder who released that rebel moon movie and it's like maybe he needs some people to come in and tell him like hey dude like stop making everything all sweaty and horny all the time and maybe we'll have some <laughs> scenes where people actually matter anyway sorry Let's 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 move on. Let's move on. Male directors get so many kicks at the can. Like it's true. Just... They do, yeah. They do. It's true. Greta Gerwig needs to make a million movies. Um, hey, I have a question for you guys. Uh country or rock? Which better describes showgirls? Country or rock? Jesus, neither. Country or rock? Those are your options. Okay. <laughs> country. Country? Alright, this is AI Synopsis. Airplot synopsis, running down the block. I put 20 words into ChatGPT. I put a prompt into ChatGPT, 20 words to describe the synopsis of Showgirls. And this is. I thought about my answer during that, if you want to hear my answer. Your answer. Oh, for country okay. or rock sure and i said i said neither and i'm gonna say funk but the smell not the actual music <laughs> yeah that's, oh that's good i could smell this movie even even as an adult yeah. uh well you'll be happy to know that let's be very cautious about uh shaming gynecological things oh no 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 i'm not about? talking about that i yeah. mean like I'm armpits and penis mostly fine i'm gonna shame <laughs> dick smell uh, here's the here's what the uh, sweat and blood a- AI shit out at me this week. So girls, 1995 follows Nomi Malo's rise in the Las Vegas entertainment scene, navigating seduction, rivalry, and betrayal in pursuit of stardom. Okay, it's funny to me. I think it's so stupid and fun. Uh, Steve leaves the just leaves the podcast when I do it. Uh, but with that, I believe that brings us to uh, like speaking it. of uh, bodies banging up against one another. It's uh, time for the body of the episode. Ho, 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 ho. Everybody back up because here comes the body of the episode. We have reached that part of the show where we are just going to talk about this movie. I have, of course, written out the uh, sort of plot points of the movie. I, it's not very long. My plot points are, it's only a couple pages this week. Um, so I'm just going to start us off at immediately Showgirls shows us Jesse Spano was walking to somewhere hitching to Las Vegas. Hitching, yeah. Welcome to another astonishing episode of the body of the episode. Did you guys think that when you were watching her storm out of a diner, that that would be the first time that you see her out of 100 times storm out of a room? I didn't. <laughs> so, Steve, you were uh, telling me that you sort of you kept sort of track of her. I was try- so I was trying to rewatch it today, but I was also like 
Tubi sucks. I don't know if you guys have ever used Tubi, but it's the only streaming service that has Showgirls on it right now. Um, and I was trying to watch it, rewatch it again today, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do a thing where I I literally write down every time she storms out of the room because it is kind of funny that she has that energy and like it's almost like you could compare it to like a bipolar disorder where somebody is like fine whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, i'm just saying i'm not saying that it is but you could compare that's it not to. what that means i mean <laughs> it's not not what it means <laughs> all right well explain it to me if you'd like because I, I i feel like it's 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 a lot because there's nothing there's nothing more sort of interesting to me than than a flip of emotion and the ability to flip an emotion. So bipolar disorder is a flip of emotions, but usually for weeks and or months long flip of emotions. Mm. And you can ride this way or that way, but it's not considered bipolar disorder if you don't stay in mania or depression for longer than two weeks or more. Okay, thank you. Okay. I would say that it's because of spoilers. We'll find out later that she has a past, and that past is a uh, prostitution and crack abuse. And I think that she. Well, you just find that has... out at the end of the movie, like she... the very, very end of the movie. Yeah, that's, that's why I said spoilers. Sorry. Uh, but... <laughs> so, are we going to talk about what happens in the movie on yeah. a reaction podcast about what so, happens in the movie? Maybe. <laughs> I was. You guys want to go back to talking about Paul Verhoeven for twenty five minutes? If I, had... I was going to give well, her something, it's a Paul Verhoeven movie. <laughs> I know. So, go, sorry, <laughs> just, go ahead. So um, if I was going to diagnose armchair psychology her, it would oh, be geez. borderline personality disorder is what I would give her. Okay. Yeah, she not only does she storm in her rooms a lot, but she like her reactions to things are so visceral. Like she just fuck, she's yeah. got this like bubble. She, she bubbles over so easily. Do you know what it reminds me of? Have you ever watched Cheer or RuPaul's Drag Race? Yes. No. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> think about it for a second. <laughs> So, you know how some of the characters, and I was thinking about this as I was watching it, because it drives you banana sandwich when these characters, like, somebody will just say, like, hey, can you pass me this? And they'll be like, what do you mean, pass me? Yeah, yeah. That reality show rage. Yeah. Yeah, but in, like, there's particular reasons why it happens to particular characters on, or, like, contestants on RuPaul's Drag Race and whatnot. And it just, it felt... It was so over the top in the movie, but then when you watch that reality TV show and see people react like that, it actually feels less put on. And I'm like, oh, no, real people react like that, but they're on screen and doing that. So, yeah, for what it's in my life that react this way, (laughs) people who maybe gave birth to me, just just to be clear, Uh, I I hate to talk shit about my family, but like during Thanksgiving dinner, my sister was telling a story that happened a million years ago. And then somebody in our family didn't like the story and was like, stop telling the story. My sister was like, well, it's almost done. And then it went from zero to 100 to screaming. (laughs) Stop telling the story. Is Nomi your mom? I think Nomi might've birthed (laughs) me. A little bit of a little bit. She doesn't storm out of the room though. She'll storm into a corner of the room and then turn around and then (laughs) give you the boomer. So she's, She's had growth. Yeah, she's grown. Yeah, she's <laughs> grown since her stripping days in Vegas. Since the Cheetah Club. Um, oh boy! So yeah. after after Nomi bursts onto the sorry, go ahead. Well, I mean, we're gonna skip over the fact that she gets picked up. She's hitchhiking, hitchhiking, right? Like that's what I was gonna wanna... get to. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say she oh, gets okay. picked up by a weirdo with the t- world's tallest hair. 
That's what I was going to say. Brooks. Um, I don't know who that guy was, but at first I thought it was somehow Josh Homme from uh, from Queens of the Stone Age. Somehow, no, he's like a relatively well-known actor. What's the character's name? Because I don't think I ever got it. Um, I'm looking at the IMDb here. In the chat, anyone in the chat? Is it Dewey? Noel in the chat. Are you there? Noel, can you sign on? Noel's not on in the chat this week. We need guy in the chair. Oh wait. Um, I'm gonna. I assume it's either Greg Travis or Dewey Weber. I think it's his name is just Jeff. Maybe I don't fucking care. Um, listen, he gets picked up. She gets picked up. Weirdo. He's gonna do something gross. So she fucking night pulls a knife out. Uh, he's gonna hit on her, and then as soon as he starts to hit in a, in a wrong direction, she pulls out a knife, which I think we can all appreciate to a certain degree. Did you um, notice? But- but I also think that this is back to um, Mr. House's kind of like, if I make her badass at the beginning, then she'll be badass throughout the entire movie. And I don't really have to worry about continuously developing her as a character because this is what her character is right out of the gate, which sucks and like is hurtful to me as a film watcher because i'm like he's not really developing that much throughout the movie she's developing something but it's not the thing that i kind of wanted her to develop from this moment until the very end where she becomes i think this vindictive dark version of herself i think everybody exhibits the most ridiculous erratic behavior in this movie because he's like i'm gonna pull over if you if you don't put your knife away and he just swerves in front of a a truck like he well i think so when we were watching it you were you said noel every moment in this movie is like the most intense version of anything that could happen and like i was like that's true and then i thought back to this moment where he's like <laughs> like veering all over them. i'm like yeah that's true like right at the beginning of the movie it's just like them veering around in traffic almost causing like 10 car accidents just because they're having a conversation in the car yeah causing nuts yeah none actually <laughs> happened yeah true i didn't expect her to pull out the knife because when i first on this movie i thought it would be more of a like shy small town girl goes into the world of vegas and then like gets but she starts out like i i didn't realize that she started out so broken and nothing changes like what you were saying so i was like oh shit she's got a knife yeah, right, yeah there's, right, there's right. really like a there's no indication that she is broken at the beginning other than the fact that she's hitchhiking which i guess indicates that she has nothing right like that's the easiest way I except seen, the night yeah. i did remember from watching that i know that i saw this movie at some point because i did remember what it's revealed later when they do the background check on her but she is a pretty good actor and the movie's set up in a pretty good way where I believed that she was just some country bumpkin kind of person who's just, I'm going to go out and try to be a dancer. Um, but then slowly you realize that there's something up with her because of the way that she storms out of rooms and flips out over like some pretty small stuff. Sometimes this, this time though, I think that she was right to like put a knife up to this guy. Who's like, why don't you sit a little closer, honey? I wouldn't go for the knife first, though. Like, that's the everything's at an 11, right? Like, there's no between, like, I hate Garth Brooks and then, like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I also hate Garth Brooks. I'm sorry. (laughs) He goes also to an 11 of hating Garth Brooks. All right. I agree. I agree. I agree. Listen to some Hank Williams. Um, So, (laughs) but I do like that this movie gets right to it. 
it's uh you there's a there's a case to be made that the home alone of it all is like the next scene on because she gets I to think Vegas. that every single scene in this movie as it starts is the home alone of it all that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what it is uh jeff reveals he has an uncle who's the manager of a hotel um i also this is where i wrote how is this guy's hair so tall uh, he gives her 10 bucks. She wins a jackpot immediately, which is, of course she does, because the most insane thing has to happen immediately. Then she loses it all immediately. Well, because uh, of silver dollars, like a prospector comes up behind her and she's like, oh, congratulations. Would you like silver dollars? She blows it immediately. Then she loses it. And then some sleazebag is like, hey, you want to come with me? Sooner or later, you're going to have to sell it. Oof. That's what I wrote for that. And then Jeff just bounces. Hold on. I did want to say, like, so, like, she's going to Vegas to become a dancer, right? Is this, is it, is it something that we can think that, like, if somebody wants to become famous as a dancer, are they going to go to Vegas or are they going to go to, like, somewhere else? Is Vegas the place that you go to become famous as a dancer? You know, it, would would somebody's dream be hitched on Vegas or would it be like hitched on LA? I think if you're a European somewhere... person and all you knew about America was you go to Hollywood to become an actor and you go to Vegas it to become Hollywood. a famous dancer. But even in America, people would think that. People That's true. Go to... I think it's Hollywood because like where do all of those like dancing musicals and everything come from? It's all Hollywood, right? So I think like, that... unless you want to be a rock at New York. But if you take like so your average person wants to be a dancer, then you have the former prostitute, um, like crack former crack addict, like that would be Vegas for dancers. That's what I that's what I'm thinking too, right? So I'm like so the the beginning of the movie is also telling, right? Like she's not trying to go somewhere where people are dreaming big. She's dreaming like in the middle dreaming or like mid- slightly medium. below the middle. I think she also needed fair. to get out of To be fair, I think she also needed to get out of New York, which might have been a cutting room floor thing. She's not from New York. Is she from New York? Yeah, she's from New York. No, she's from like Arkansas. No, she says that she's just from like Colorado. But later in the movie, she said back east. But later is revealed that in New York, she was arrested for solicitation of prostitution. Hold on, Jason. She's from different places. (laughs) Different places. I'm from different places. Yeah, that's true. Never mind. She's from everywhere. She's from everywhere. Okay. To be fair, uh, what I have heard about um, Las Vegas showgirls is that it's actually a pretty like not a coveted job, but there is a level of um, what is it? Not self-respect. Pride that Vegas showgirls take in being Vegas showgirls. That it's not just like titty bar stuff that like it it's very different from stripper so they're like i can't remember what i was watching on showcase but they were like interviewing a bunch of more diaries of a call girl right more diaries of a a show girl yeah a shoe girl a really really big shoe really Really big shoe uh as soon as she realizes her shit's gone we get one of her first classic freakouts i guess her second classic freakout at this point where she atta- just starts attacking a random car in a parking lot and this is where enter molly first of many first of many cars. yes yeah but this is we get molly who is like the most normal person in this whole movie yeah she's, she's a real voice person of reason. She's, she's an actual person she's written like a normal person she's kind of the almost the audience insert 
I would say she's also acting like a normal person. Like her, the actor, I think Paul Verhoeven was like, okay, so everybody else in this movie is cartoon character. You are real. <laughs> You're a real person. You are a real person. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. And she's like, all right, I guess I can do that. So they and, fight a bit and then she, pukes. and then she penguin barfs. Yeah. She barfs up <laughs> the black vial from Batman returns. And you're like, and, Oh God, I, wrote I didn't off... even know she was drinking. Was she... I was going to say from Jennifer's body. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That would be a good movie movie for this show as well. Um, no, <laughs> I won't I, do it. The thing is, this, <laughs> this movie is far longer than it deserves or yes, needs to correct. be. Right. Are we in the first five minutes still? We yes. are still in the first five minutes. I'm, <laughs> but I just I'm wanted to, to say that like this. She barfed, so we assume she's drunk, right? Because she barfed. But oh, I did not put that why, together at why all. Why did you think she was barfing? Just shaking up. <laughs> From the emotion. Yeah. From oh, like, being like, like an anxiety having her shit stolen and like, right. yeah. Oh, maybe she was just You know, women be crazy. Anxiety. Maybe right? it's meant, maybe Verhoeven was like, I don't want to show why the barf is happening. <laughs> We're not going to show her drinking Jack Daniels or, you know, any kind of other drink. She wouldn't oh, have had enough money to drink yeah. anything at the well, she was in they, a hotel. If you win big, yeah. they give you a drink for free. Yeah. She was probably wasted. We don't know yet, though, that she has substance abuse issues, right? So, But we she stays away even... from the drugs for almost the entire movie. Is always yeah. saying no to everything except for in that last scene that later on with Kyle McLaughlin. With Kyle McLaughlin, with old Zach. How is he? I don't understand. That was a weird casting choice. Um, he doesn't anyway, know what movie they he's tricked in. him into being yeah. in. It. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to just that. like they did everybody else, except like, for maybe I get to, uh, Henry. I, I get to get she a was real like, I know laugh. exactly what kind of character I'm playing. Oh, <laughs> Dina Gershon knows what movie she's in. She does, and she's yeah, the best part of the movie. Um, she's like almost like a Disney villain level, where she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "That's kind of how she is." It, she's one of way. those actors. She, her her successors, <laughs> Gina. Um, Carta, what's the woman's name from San Andreas? That's just the best. Uh, I don't know, Jason. Sometimes your references are so like off the ball no, that I'm uh, like, what the fuck are you sorry, talking about? Uh, Carla Gigino. You know Gina? her. Yeah. Carla from Gigino from like Watchmen a million things. Yeah, she's in Watchmen. But she, her, oh, and, right, right, right. Her yeah. and uh, uh, Gina Gershon kind of like Gina Gershon stopped being in the things in that capacity. And Carla mm-hmm. Gigino sort of took up that mantle of that, like in B movies, always kind of plays well, the same. Well, it's like role. a, it, well, I mean, back to All About Eve, it's like a Betty Davis style, like, <laughs> like they're, you know, they are the mustache twirling villain, villains of like the female etiquette of that, of that era and then beyond, right? And she is. She's playing that, and she's playing like a Betty Davis villain, but hypersexualized and being like, "I'll fuck you before my husband does." <laughs> and you're like, oh. <laughs> I think she's exactly playing like she saw all about Eve and was just like, "This is the character I'm playing." That's, the and that's why she's the do. only person in the yeah. movie who knows what movie she is. Jason, have you seen all about Eve? This is not a test. This is just me asking. No, I haven't. It's a test. No, it's it's almost exactly this movie, except there's. A lot less. Is it vaginal grinding on stuff? Is it from like the sixties or something? Like, is it like an old movie? Uh, I think it's from the late sixties. Yeah. Okay, it's it's old. Because yeah. I want to watch. Uh, I want to watch uh, Sunset Strip, which is like a fifties movie, and that is another movie I'd like to check right. out. I haven't seen it in a, a billion years, so I don't know, Noel, if you have all about Eve is nineteen fifty. 
1950. Okay. Okay. So cool. it's the the rubric for all of these kinds of movies. Um, Black Swan would be under this rubric as well, where you have the aging lead, the young lady who's like, I can take over. And then the young lady eventually pushes the older one down the stairs and then takes over. Yeah, absolutely. It, like, so it like that literally happens in this everything. But yeah, um, I've I saw, gets like pushed down the stairs and all about Eve to be fair. But well, she I've does a question for you. Get, no, sorry, I didn't mean she literally gets sick. Yeah, I, and then well, I meant like literally the, the story of like a, <laughs> a younger woman. But isn't in that all about Eve? Isn't there also like a, a reluctant romance between her spouse and the younger person as well i haven't seen like so there there is some like love triangle tangling but it's actually the friend of you know what let's just do all about eve next month yeah (laughs) what what i'd like to ask you noel in this sort of realm is does this movie pass the backdoll test sure does does it actually i was sort of tongue in the movie is almost entirely women talking about stuff that isn't men it passes when they're talking about doggy chow fingernails chips does it pass in a meaningful way most of the time no but the thing with the bechdel wallace test is that a little background on it it started out and dice to watch out for this cartoon that allison bechdel sorry comic strip that allison bechdel wrote and the joke was that there was no lesbians in cinema so it's just like if two women are talking to each other then they must be lesbians was where it came from and then it became a media test because as a joke, the bar is do women talk to each other not about a man ever? And the fact that so few movies pass that very, very basic bar is supposed to be, oh, sad for women. But it's been kind of like taken and morphed into something else where people are like, well, if it passes, the back to the it's obviously it's feminist. But the bar is on the ground, so it's pretty easy to pass. Haven't you seen this pillow? Yeah. Feminism is the law now. But it's it's a good uh, metric to start a conversation about representation of women. But it, you can also like use it differently. Like, is it a meaningful exchange? Is it a, a marginalized genders that like are talking? Is it just so you can get a lot out of it? But most people just kind of eh, pass. But it does pass. Is that a good thing? No, it's a flawed metric. <laughs> yeah, I think even. Well, I have a theory. This movie is a Halloween movie because in the next moment... it's spooky. It's spooky. But she walks through a a restaurant that has Halloween stuff up and there's kids sitting around a table. I just wanted... I thought there was a clean break there. Sorry, Steve. There was like a sort of a silence for a moment and I didn't think you were going to continue. I just wanted to fit that in. I didn't mean to steamroll you. I was just going to continue the Bechdel test uh, talk, but we don't really need to talk about that because we talk about it all the time halloween movie um that's the that metric is much like batman returns being a christmas movie just the backdroppy thing i just wanted to bring it up um i have a theory corner <laughs> oh oh dude hit it play, again play Jason. For me. Yeah. <laughs> so watch this movie with this in mind 
She's gone back in time to relive this section of her life, which is why she seems so done with it and why she's acting on an 11 and why she already knows the choreography and like sleeps with that guy in order to get to a particular point. The whole reason she goes back is to save Molly. And she's tried this over and over again and things change around every time, but she can never actually stop that from happening to her. So in this final try, uh, she just goes and beats the shit out of Andrew Carver and decides to keep living through the timeline. Jesus. See, if I had said that, Steve would shut me down and be like, no. Mm-mm. So, Steve, how do you feel with that theory? Uh, I mean, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. I got to say. I mean, I, but I like also, it. if you think about Paul Merovin's uh is but, his filmography then maybe like so basically she's on imagine spirit yeah so imagine there's a scene near the end where she's leaving voicemails for herself and telling herself how this time around went and that's how you find out that she's been looping back in time the whole time is this a theory you thought of or is this <laughs> yes. a, a theory on the internet <laughs> no, okay this is Say. Tim oh, in the shit. chat says, I like Noel's theory only because if you followed through, it would be a way better movie. <laughs> That's true. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I was trying to do. I was trying to make the movie make, make sense. Better, make it better. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, if you look at Paul Verhoeven's way of making the movie better, he's like, I think maybe if there was a murder mystery inside what of it if we put her in a giant metal better. suit and she he started killing that. villains? No, Jason, I'm actually saying what he said literally. I'm oh, not he said there should have been a murder this is a <laughs> yeah, this is the thing he said. <laughs> if there was a murder mystery inside of it, maybe people would have liked it better. And you're like, okay, I don't Actually, know if that's what people. <laughs> but I'm yeah. If imagine maybe. Crystal take like, out the rape neck when and she put in a murder mystery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> imagine Molly got murdered by those guys instead of us having to be witness to a horrible rape scene, and then we have to discover what happened. That would be maybe better. Yeah. God, maybe he's it. right. Holy yeah. shit. A murder I have mystery in this would have been. Wait, incredible. Jason, another yeah. theory. Another way to watch this movie is to imagine that she's like Rocky from Rocky Horror. And that's oh. how she comes to be because she reacts to things like he would. And she escaped the castle. And she's yeah. like, and that's why she's like, I need to get to. Las Vegas, because Las Vegas is another alien and institution that has been brought from another galaxy <laughs> called Las Vegas. From the, the Transylvania. No, but the yeah. way that she's playing with the coins, like, <laughs> like the way that she's reacting to stuff isn't quite born sexy yesterday, but it is like born Rocky Horror. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. That's actually pretty good, too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Holy shit, man. This movie... No! It's him! Oh no, it's Jason's mega theory. Stand back! Run! He's got his... His theories! <laughs> They're all so terrible! I don't know why you made this 30 seconds long. I have a heart out at 19. Do you actually have a hard out in eight minutes? Because we haven't even started to talk about the movie. <laughs> no, that's the joke. That's the that's joke. joke. Uh, my mega theory for this week is that uh, she's mega from the future and she's reliving this whole experience in order to save Molly at the end. It, it, that's my theory that I've come up with on my that's own. That's what I said. <laughs> 
Did I just... Almost, that is pretty close to what you just said, yeah. And I came up with that theory just now, and it's my theory. Oh, Moving no. on. I feel like I just got... Like I just you got just got man patriarchy. You just got yeah. patriarchy. Speaking of the patriarchy, <laughs> that's the sound effect for patriarchy. Uh, the all about Eve formula is a symptom of patriarchy because it's women fighting for one seat at the table. Yeah, women versus women. Not men great. love watching women be shitty to each other, especially old women. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. I don't have a way to stop that audience laughter. And the shortest thing is we okay. should do a full Betty Davis month because it she's her movies are often like especially her sort of like she was already sort of she was obviously like at, at one point a young, beautiful actor. But then like in the main state of her career, she was where she became the most famous was those types of roles. And then she, she existed all the way up until almost the nineties where she was still like, I'm just going to smoke cigarettes and sit around. And that's what I give a shit about. Uh, I, I, I brought up to you the horrible or secret step. What was it called? Terrible stepmother. Sorry. No, I didn't mean to, uh, Anyway, no, this is dumb. Discredit we'll anything on. that you were saying. It's a, it's about a witch. Anyway, okay, what if she falls witch. down the stairs? You ate the chips. What's the next part? Oh, yeah. Where are you from? Back east? Different places? Uh, this woman just offers her home to Nomi, and she accuses her of hitting on her. This is um, a question that I, I did want to have for each of you. If you met somebody in a parking lot who... Was attacking you were like, me hey, and puking let's just... 10 seconds ago? Yeah, if she was beating up your car and you're like, that's my car, what are you doing? And she barfed almost and then you went to hug her and then she like looked like she's about to kiss you and you're like, uh, you just barfed, don't kiss me, please. And then you hug and then you sit her down and you get her some food. Would you ever offer her a space in your home, your tiny home, for weeks? I need to know a solution. little bit more about this person before because we just get a six well that's what the, the gap jump. is is that you assume they got to know each other like i i she probably was like you can come home and stay in my bed and we'll figure out what the fuck's going on tomorrow this is where i'm like it's she's drunk all day bed well yes <laughs> they it's yeah, like what's up couch, with that bed basically. because yeah that's the bed that's like, still available friends, on ikea <laughs> you can still buy it yeah who had sisters they're like the, their little sister had this bed in the 90s I think that's where it was like a couch and a bed at the same time. Molly yeah. is is deeply infantilized in a way to make her even more sympathetic. Yeah. Like she's got that. the little toy, uh, she's yeah. got the little trundle bed. Like I'm surprised Paul she V have, is like, not a... subtle. But she also has like a good <laughs> But I think this is also like the writing that you were talking about. I don't think it was I think Paul V is like, "Yes, yeah, perfect. Perfect. Let's go." Like he probably was just like, "We I'm more focused on the thrusting, thrusting, thrust, thrust." <laughs> Uh, we'll deal with the story <laughs> stuff later, but you get the thrusting stuff out of the way first. Higher, not that high. Thrust yeah. it. Thrust it. Like well, the, that was Paul Vera. The picture he was behind in there you, before Noel. they ran the camera. So he's like, I'm going, it's, imagine it is me yelling in your face about thrust, thrust, thrust. Grab your heels. Uh, but sh her character is like, even to the point that, like, late, it never evolves, right? Even though she seems to have maybe the best job out of everybody. Well, that's the in my opinion. To that like, next, like everybody's grasping for the star, right? But she's like, 
working in this place that she has a, a stable position and like a good job and a job that she likes. And like, I, I there was this part where she go Nomi goes to buy a dress, right? And she's like, I want to buy this dress. And she's like, I can make that dress. I can make that dress for you easily. And I was like, yeah, Molly, fuck yeah. Molly is the best. <laughs> like she, she's like, I don't need to buy that. I can for $5,000 or whatever. I can just make it. Yeah. 500. $500. A Versace dress costing $500. I don't even, I wouldn't even buy a Versace like pair of shoes for that. Adjust that for inflation. That's like $1,500. It's Um, wild. Although that dress doesn't have the Medusa on the buttons. So I think like that would have reduced the price of that particular Versace dress. I wonder if she could have just made little, some It's pronounced for Sochi. <laughs> uh, Jason, I was hoping we would be go through the whole episode. <laughs> no, I just wanted to do my Zach you know the impression. Tap, the little tap that she does when she's wearing the Versace dress yeah. in this. I'm like, she can dance. Like, that's the only, like, legitimate dancing that happens in the stores. Her little tap routine there from Glee. <laughs> yeah. Not the show. The feeling. <laughs> The feeling, I, uh, <laughs> not the show. The I feeling. also fully thought when they went into Versace, we were going to get the, a direct ripoff of like Pretty Woman or something. But, she but also, out, Versace like, is the only out of her boobs. The Versace pronunciation is also the only time that we are meant to trust Kyle McLaughlin's character. Like, yeah, there's no other reason for us. To I was actually tricked. Believe that he's there's it's no other the reason save for the cat moment. Yeah. It's there's there's actually no other moment in the entire movie where we're like, oh, this guy's a good guy, except for that moment. And it's weirdly kind of like it works <laughs> where you're like, oh, he's good, though. Remember when he like he, everyone was being a dick in the whole office, like every single person that she said it to was like, oh, oh, yes, for sake. <laughs> I think I think I'm a broken person because I was like, oh, that's so nice. They're not correcting her in a public forum with a bunch I of other people. Too, They're just yeah. kind of going no, along with it. Fun of and her. then and then Kyle's like, we well, fucking idiot. It's Versace, dick. <laughs> but he wasn't saying you fucking idiot. He's like, it's pronounced Versace. Pronounced Versace. Because like, if somebody makes a, a pronunciation mistake in front of me, I won't just be like, hey, dumbass. Like, I'll probably not say anything especially if you're with a whole bunch of people but like i'll find a way next time he also corrected her without a lot of people around there was no one around except for them okay the elevator yeah i think you're right though i'm saying i think i are broke (laughs) (laughs) i are broken um i I think i are broken too because i knew that that's what you're trying to say and i still kept trying to make the same point (laughs) what am i saying I feel like we're going to talk about I feel like we're going to talk about it again. So let's just I'm going to move us forward a little bit. Naomi is a dressmaker. She works for a Vegas show. Uh, she no, brings... no, no, no. To Molly, Molly. That's what I said. You said Naomi. She takes Naomi to the Vegas show. Naomi. Uh, Naomi. No, mom's Italian. Naomi. She's Italian. <laughs> right. Uh, so she wants to be uh, Nomi wants to be a dancer, but never put together that her roommate of six weeks or six months or whatever does costumes for a Vegas show. I I didn't get the impression that because when she goes and sees it, she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Um, yeah, yeah. She kept shielding her eyes. <laughs> I'm going to get to that moment in a second. Well, because... I mean, you also know that like every Austin Powers dance has that in it at some point right and the choreographer worked on both of these it's wild so everybody just gets naked uh gina gershon is there and she's the best uh 
the this is I do I, have a thing that I want to talk about about nudity at some point if we can get to, into it. To link though to what Noel was just saying with this move, the yeah. her learning the choreography standing in like the stands is so fucking goofy and funny and like good to me in a bad way like so bad it's so stupid it's like entertaining because she's a savant it's she's a savant she's from the future she um she's She's like i've seen this from the future where i'm from the thing that i really (laughs) enjoy about it is how like like you said noel poly v is not subtle so you're watching this for the first time in 95 and you're going, wow, she can really learn moves fast. I hope that she makes it to the stage one day. Like, obviously, that's what's I kind of like that part, though. I don't know. There's a weird I have like a weird soft spot in my heart for like a Disney style character, like seeing something that they love and emulating it and then being able to perfectly replicate it later. That's kind of nice. She wants more than this provincial life. Or yeah. she's a ninja that has that like copying ability with their eyes. <laughs> yeah, she's from exactly. Naruto. Taskmaster from the Marvel Universe. Yeah, she's, ta- like, she's basically it's Taskmaster. She's like, <laughs> she's absorbing all the powers. Yeah. You guys talk about some man shit for a second. I have to take care of something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so Taskmaster is a guy who's real good at copying stuff, but was a woman in the black in the new universe. I guess. Holy shit! <laughs> but it turns out that she was a showgirl at one point. Yeah, that's Whoops. my new headcanon. So Kyle McLaughlin, Zach enters uh also the redhead uh only gay man in sitcoms for like the whole 90s character yeah, and still now to this day he's just like he he's comes in with his cane and he's like i'm still gay and i'm still <laughs> so gay that it's funny his name of course is patrick bristow he plays marty jacobson in this movie patrick bristow i just want to give a shout out because like i said he's been in 105 things uh, a lot of sitcoms. Well, name your most favorite thing he's in. Um, let's see. Just go. No, no, no. Don't, without looking at the list, I have one in my head that I already know. Without look, I didn't even look at a list. Can you look at a list? I can look at no list, and I know oh. my one favorite one. I had to be reminded. I think I know him best for. If you um, had to be reminded, then let me go first. Yeah, go ahead. Seinfeld when Seinfeld sits down to him and he's like he like he's with his friends and then Seinfeld comes up and sits down and then everyone leaves except for the two of them and they're having drinks and then he's like do you want to have another drink and Seinfeld's like yeah sure let's have another drink and then another man comes up and is like oh I didn't know you're back in town do you want to maybe have dinner on Friday and then Jerry Seinfeld is like uh excuse me how do you know that I'm not with him it's <laughs> like it's a very good like uh weird straight man view of things which i liked uh that's mine i think i knew him best from ellen i watched ellen when i was a kid who are we talking yeah. about I, I always forget that we're like a couple years apart and that really that bubble really kind of like it hurts it sometimes it's know? the For same TV thing especially not seeing transformer like a lot of people that are one or two years older than me their, their whole mm-hmm. shit was He-Man and Transformers, and my whole shit was yeah. Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles. It's We're talking about time. the guy in your uh, in your your background there, uh, how he was in like so many things in the my 90s. My favorite character? Yeah, and uh, I was saying, like, what's your favorite thing that he was in 
or not your favorite thing, but a thing that comes to mind that you think of. I've never seen this man in my life. Oh, he's in so much stuff. It's crazy. I was like, your face is familiar, but I don't know. Mine was a Seinfeld and Jason's was an Ellen. I don't didn't watch Ellen. She came Seinfeld out on TV. Was it was my crazy. last option. It blew everybody's hair back. They're like a woman as a lesbian. Impossible. A woman uh, as a lesbian? Don't they know they should cast men as lesbians? Um, Gina is revealed to be the character known as Crystal Connors, which I think is a great name. Nomi is, and yeah. Sounds Molly. like an X-Men character. Or a porn Why is star. it not Crystal? Yeah. Or Connor Crystal would be the man version. She's named for the, the, the drink, right? I also, Crystal is... If it was Crystal, Crystal's last name would be way more classier than the first name. You're right. Connor Crystal is a way better name, Jason. You're right. Crystal Connor. Yeah, that's a real Verhoeven. Like, nice. Let's go. Uh, So Nomi, Molly takes Nomi into Crystal's room to talk. um, And they talk, I guess. I, I don't remember what my notes mean here. I have, oh, she'd be came a stripper at the cheetah that's not dancing i think that's crystal being like you're a stripper. no she says i don't know what you're doing there but it's not dancing i don't right. know she says i don't know if you're good at it but it's not dancing yeah. that's what she says nomi dances too i like the cheetah this is... that's <laughs> Believe yeah the and then she I... said she compliments her nails and then she goes you don't know shit yeah exactly <laughs> and i wrote that, that line now and this is where i realized that i wrote nomi always flies off the handle I hope that doesn't come back to haunt her. Uh, <laughs> Every single time she's in a room with anyone. Uh, and then Nomi and Molly go dancing and they don't dance as much as they mosh. It was I, the style of dancing that I noticed. Nomi well, she's doing. doing the she's doing the Austin Powers thing <laughs> we've seen. Her dress has a bunch of tassels that when she spins, they fly out like it's a fucking Mortal Kombat finishing move. And you're like, OK, this <laughs> She is dancing like she's gonna kill somebody. Uh, thrashing. thrashing, thrashing, she's thrashing, thrashing, thrashing is a good word. Yeah. Um, so um, then one of the bouncers notices this happening. Uh, James, it's not really clear that he's a bouncer, except for if we notice that all of the dudes standing around have the same shirt on, but he just goes in and just like starts like trying, but to it's dance. also yes, like it starts on some like you know, kind of like semi handsome white guy. And he goes, wow, she can really dance. And then he like turns and the camera pans to James and he's like, hmm. and he goes up and like, you know, that's when he starts to try and dance with her. Right. Which, you know, he's a, and he's like, a, he he's like a dance instructor. We're not sure about what he does yet. He's kind of like, you're good, but you're not very good or whatever. Um, so he, he just, he all has, he does is insult her the whole time. Yeah, the yeah. whole movie. Well, did Entrance you? Like shit. Did anybody write down any of his lines? Because I wrote down most of his lines. Because his lines are <laughs> fucked. They're so fucked up. I think I said the you AIDS a couple. line. Yeah, the AIDS line is the worst <laughs> one. But... People got AIDS. <laughs> yeah, I think. But is he? He doesn't say people got AIDS. But I, I, maybe he does say that. No, I think he <laughs> does he say, say that when when she's like she like wants to have sex or something. He says everyone got AIDS and shit. <laughs> That's what he said. Of course. Everyone. Yeah. But uh, No, that's the you fuck them without fucking them conversation. Yeah. Yeah, he says you fuck them without fucking them. Oh, it yes. Ain't, it ain't right. 
Yeah. Because he sees but, he sees her uh, grinding on Kyle McLaughlin. Sorry, go ahead, but it's Noel. Just, it's just people Noel, busted in just... their... Okay, sorry, Noel. Let Noel go. I'm going. No, no, no. I just react. Like, whenever he was on screen, I wanted him to die. Like, that line when he's like, you fucked them without fucking them. I'm like... And then he says, everyone got it. It's like, she's a stripper. She didn't touch anybody. Nothing happened. Like, what are you talking about, you crazy fucker? Like, it just... <clears throat> I don't know. She didn't put down a little towel or anything. There is like a weird. This is gonna sound (laughs) because there's like you know he he then tricks her basically into you know I can get you I can I can teach you how to dance without seeming like you're trying to fuck somebody while you're dancing or whatever. And he does, and they kiss, and they you know whatever. It's like this weird thing where I'm like he does seem like he maybe has like a little tiny bit of respect for her, but like no more than he does for anybody else. And I, I hate it. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I well, lucky for both of you. It seems like he believes in her dancing ability. That's the, that's the thing that I, but then I, lucky but then for both. Am I, am I, genuine? am I just being charmed by his, because beard? then he says the same thing to Penny. But I think what this character is meant to do is meant to, uh, have like be another option for Nomi, like the path, uh, yeah. like that, the, the man that got away, like the other that path. That is a weird, yeah, it's but a it's, weird thing where it's, there's no payoff. She just goes and sees that he's doing it. The thing that, like, we'll we'll get through these beats, but he's a weird character who kind of comes and goes in her life. And even though he's, like, shitty, she would have been the best, like, path to take because at least she would have done something creative, I guess. I disagree. Even though he's, I don't understand. he's shitty. Yeah, I don't understand. He's... I, he's- no better than she is. He's working as like a valet and stuff, right? Like the thing that makes that not work as like another path, a more moral path, is that it's not. Mm-hmm. And like he's also not a good character, and he just gaslights her the whole time. Right. And his art is not shown to be authentic either, and he's not shown to be an authentic person. And he basically like screws himself and and fucks Penny over as well. But then has like this semi-moral like it just doesn't work because he's not yeah. the knight in shining or he doesn't he, he's no different almost than Kyle McLaughlin yeah. except that he's got no money <laughs> but I think that the only thing that like works against that is that like we never really see him again after he's gone right like we don't get Penny's him from heaven back. yeah <laughs> we gotta watch Penny's from heaven guys to really figure out what All happened seven to hours of Penny's from heaven Imagine we specifically watched it just to figure out what happened to James. <laughs> that would be the worst thing. I want to know uh, what happens to James and Penny's relationship. Yeah. Also, Penny's from heaven. I looked it up. It's Penny's apostrophe S. Like, she owns the pennies that are coming from heaven. Her, fr- her She uh, owns the from heaven. Uh, luckily for both of you, though, she punches James right in the dick. And then a massive brawl breaks nerds. out, and then she's when she's leaving, she seems so well, pleased also with the herself. Best, the best, and line then in the she movie. gets thrown in jail. Boom. Yeah, and then we get the best line in the movie, which is like he 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 uh, pays her bail for some reason. I don't know what like what could the bail be? Probably nothing. He probably just had to sign her out because like when you get in when you go into the drunk tank, it's not there's no charge. You just have to have somebody come get you out. There is Sometimes you don't even I've need a person to get you out. You can just have to get put in there. You do have to pay a, a fine. 
but yeah. Yeah, know. we're not in Vegas though, Jason. Yeah, but I mean, I assume you still get a ticket for drunken disorderly. No, nah, I didn't. You didn't. <laughs> I definitely had to pay that ninety dollars or whatever. That's true. I'm. Uh... I wouldn't know. I'm perfect. Why you've never <laughs> yeah. been in the drunk tank, Noel? I haven't. <laughs> yeah, that that tracks. Uh, you're like I was in the gym pushing weight while you were out on the streets getting thrown in the tank. I was probably at a tea party and watching Pride and Prejudice. Getting tanked. (laughs) I had a funny thing to say, but it's gone out of my brain now. Let's move on. Let's go back to the... Uh, uh, They have some of the dumbest back and forth dialogue during this part. Um, You ate the chips? Just yelling at each other. The the best part is that who uh, someone... Uh, bailed you out uh, who and I don't know some guy it's the guy I kicked him in his dick he must have fucking liked it or whatever like that's pretty good yeah <laughs> pretty good uh, we go over to the cheetah club now because she after we getting bailed out she has to go to work uh, so during my deep dive of uh, research the cheetah club is a real bar it's not in every in... city It's a. it seems like oh it would God. be a very common it's... name no, it's it's a real bar. They filmed at a place called the Cheetah Bar, and they didn't do anything to it except they added a physical like body comedian in Henrietta slash Henry, and then they also uh... <laughs> Jason's gone. I don't want to. I want to. I need. Oh. I need a straight man for this next question. <laughs> okay. All right, Jason. Jason. I mean, Ready? you're straighter hit, hit than me. I am. Are there strip clubs like this? Like with comedy acts and like ladies kissing and touching each other on the poles. So I've been. Or is this like clubs from a perv's head? Exactly twice, and both times it was like woman on stage. She gets off stage, takes a lap, does a lap dance. I think that in Vegas, though, uh, you there are places where there are women dancing together on stage. The comedy thing, though, if I know my strip clubs based off The Simpsons. Is back in the olden days. Okay, well then we don't need to ask. You. No, but no, 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 no. But this is real. Back oh, in the fuck. olden days of strip clubs, there would be a like that's where stand-up comedy was birthed, <laughs> right? I don't know if I don't know if uh, Lynn Tucci comes out with with her misshapen breasts and starts. They're in, not misshapen. They're starts, just squeezed aren't into those a thing. Real breasts. Those are her real breasts. I know. Okay. Right, but I, I don't think that she comes Jason's out... Jason's at a rude thing, and now he regrets it. Oh, shit. I just I got a message. Thing. You've been canceled. canceled. <laughs> uh, so for the 19th time tonight. 18 times for free Palestine, once for body shame. Let's see your breasts, Jason. How about that? But in the olden days of, of strip clubs, stand-up comedy came from there before it became like a mainstream thing. So I think they were hearkening back to those days with that element of it. Uh, but did you notice that she was both hilarious and insulting to the men, but also like super like misogynistic did you notice her making like really misogynistic jokes i thought that was a weird weird play it also felt felt like she was like a a mechanism of the the bar like she was almost like a construct created by this were like by like phlegm mouse acne scarred man being like i need to create a perfect madam to have all my strippers it did a sentient projection of evil from the strip where she's like don't worry about it ladies 
boing, and they're like boobs pop out, and everyone's like, "Look, I'm so, doing it. You can well, do it too." The, I couldn't sorry, figure that a, mechanism out. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, it's a very classic um, women comedian at that era of like the extremely self-deprecating and trying to ingratiate yourself with the male perspective by oh, adhering as closely to it as possible. That's what I read from it. And also, Joe E has no idea how a woman thinks. Yeah. So he's just like, this joke makes sense, right? That's also like at the end of every sort of conversation we can have, if we can't come to some sort of like logical conclusion, the idea is that this guy just doesn't understand anything. <laughs> he doesn't know how to fucking write what the hell's going on here. But like, I agree. Like she she seems like an interesting character that maybe should have been way more interesting than she was. But she mm -hmm. she seems almost like fucking TikTok from the return to Oz where she's like, OK, I'm here to just be robot boobs. And like I I did like when she came back later, but it did yeah, almost feel mom. like I was watching a, like a like a fairy tale at that point, mm -hmm. like uh, when Joey Meatface and Henrietta Automatic Boobs showed up. They're like, well, we're, we're proud of you for getting to where you wanted to be. And if you ever want to come back, too fucking bad. And then she's Tim, <laughs> Tim in the chat. Out. She's like, just kidding. You can come back whenever you want. Tim in the chat says it's a naive vaudevillian thing of having multi, multi acts, including burlesque and stripping along with comedy, which is somewhat maintained in Vegas. Uh, but this is firsthand knowledge. And that's basically what I'm saying, too. It's like. It's a. It reminds me of having a stand-up comedian come out, tell some blue jokes, and then da 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 da, da and strip, 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 and but it, be, it being a little bit her her act is a little but her bit more act is like a burlesque like, show. Yeah, that's what I'm which saying. Which is like that's different exactly than a stripper horny but then, pervert. But then <laughs> Penny, <laughs> Penny and uh, and Nomi come out and just fucking start basically having sex on stage so it's 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 it goes from like pretty like r-rated to x-rated pretty quick i pretty, pretty in my personal I opinion do i, I don't you, i don't wondering. i do not think that a strip club <laughs> that is is projecting that level of horniness on stage would have a body comedian sh show up to be like, all right, everybody, are you ready for the show? Like, you would just yeah. walk, you would walk in and there would already be people stripping. Like, that's it's what just, it would be. The vibe is just weird. It feels like the Quentin Tarantino strip club that's just made of a portmanteau of a whole bunch of other things from. Yeah, I agree. History. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Like, you're, you're like, what this? No, you wouldn't walk into a, a strip club and have like a, you know, like a, an, classically unattractive woman on straight on stage being like i have a button in the back of my shirt that squeezes my boobs out of my top and then i'll get off stage and then have the hottest people grinding on a fucking pole like that that wouldn't it was a strange that wouldn't happen so it wouldn't happen. she's a palate cleanser yeah, yeah. well she, like, right, she literally she is. throws up toothbrushes and mouthwash all right everybody let's go and what kind of shop would i set some, up at a strip club some says some really gross shit to that dude about it uh, I wrote it down if you guys want me to repeat it. Um, yeah, sure. Why not? You could find he ask her to He's like, oh, why, why are you? Up? I'll take you for a turn or whatever. And she's like, you could find it under all the flaps of fat. I'd have to piss on you to find it. In reference to her oh vagine. Uh, so I don't think it's in reference to her vagine. 
person has to figure it out on his own. So, okay. um, about the strip club <laughs> scenes, about the nudity, I found it to be mostly grotesque and not hot. Um, and it reminded me of when I was playing Vice City when I was younger, GTA Vice City. And in order to own the strip club, you had to watch like one hour of pixelated lady dancing. Yeah. And there was nothing that you could do. You had to just sit there and watch pixelated lady dancing. That's what it felt like to be subjected to the nudity in this movie. Yeah. 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 Because there's like an achievement or something, right? yes yeah you yeah. own the strip club then you can get revenue that's yeah. the achievement you own it now and all you have to do it. is watch <laughs> you have to watch you. cone tits do the little dance dance revolution uh, at the nightclub to fucking so I, I I don't know I had like a different problem with it I think and it's like I did want to talk about the nudity in this movie and like I have you guys ever been to a nude beach either of you no one time with the full clothing on and I even had like pantyhose underneath my shorts and someone was like, you're at a nude beach. And I'm like, I don't like the sun. <laughs> I that's <laughs> fine. I, I didn't mean like, were you naked at the nude beach? I just mean, have you been to one? <laughs> but <laughs> I also have not been naked at a nude beach, but I have been to a nude. And Noel's actually a never nude. So <laughs> a never Noel is that I have. <laughs> a Nolver nude. Boom. Mm -hmm. She's crying. They're crying. But um one of the one of the things I'm not done, Jason. Sorry. I made my point. You're gonna interrupt me already before I even make my point. Good lord. Um when you go to a nude beach and you're there for like more than five minutes, the nudity on. just kind of the nudity just kind of like disappears. And you're you're no longer at a nude beach. You're just at a beach, and everyone's naked around you. And if you were at any point turned on by the nudity, it's gone. And that's how I feel about this movie. It's like being at a nude beach. It's interesting that you said that because I had a similar experience watching this, where I was like, "Am I gonna feel weird feelings watching it?" And I'm watching it going, "Ew!" the whole time as an adult, you know. Well, the other thing that I should say is that, like, you're not really turned on by nudity until nudity starts to, like, get aggressive with each other and, like, horny or whatever. And, like, the horniness in this movie is so aggressive that I'm like, there, and it doesn't really have a ramp up. It just kind of, like, gets to it almost immediately. So, I, I don't know, man. I, I think this movie is, like, the, the, the least horny movie that has the most horny scenes I've ever seen in my life it, so if if you subtract all of the all of the naked all of the sex nudity no i'm and i will dances, include all of the nudity. no no, no. I'm telling but you I'm, I'm, nudity, I'm asking like the, the group all, every a question okay but let me just finish the 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 scenes where they're all dancing the the, the dance scenes on the stage where there's nudity everywhere it doesn't it's unsexualized to me it, it just feels like a, a weird art dance or whatever performance goddess a god the goddess shows yeah where you're like i think this show is about a goddess uh, emerging from volcanic rock and maybe then figuring out how to or coming down from the rafters as a crystal lady yeah. or being a leather daddy um but i, I mean we all know that the real story of the goddess is fucking uh nomi becoming the goddess That's right what the whole story's about but uh, yeah yes 
if you subtract all of the weird nudity and sex and lap dances and stuff like like how much how long is the like network tv cut of this movie 45 minutes oh i i had another thing to say there is a version of this movie where they like spray painted fucking bras onto everyone like digitally it looks horrible yeah i looked up a little bit of it because i was like what because they've they've tried to put the show on network tech it was television like a pretty million popular times. movie for it during its time for like you know but you can't show it on any movies. network except exactly. for so like i think vh1 was trying to like do a, a version of it so they like had these like spray spray painted like like it looks like a like a fake mustache almost like but on <laughs> like everything so yeah. not weirdly nobody wanted to see this movie with other people so it didn't do well at the box office, but it, no, did, it did ter- incredibly terrible. well in home rentals video. and yeah. home video. Because yeah, because nobody it's an wanted... adult film dressed up like a <laughs> cinematic. It's a porno. Yeah. It's a yeah. deeply, I, and I don't even think it's a porno. It's just like a deeply uncomfortable film to be with other people watching. And Absolutely. like they have rowdy screenings of this and like Rocky Horror style, like callback, like screenings of it. And I can't even Because really you have to, imagine... to distract you from the pornography. Well, I can't really imagine still like wanting to be part of that. Like, do they cut the rape scene out? I have heard that when they do this and like drag shows and whatnot, they do cut that scene out. Um, but there's just like, like it's, it feels different from Rocky because there's weird nudity in Rocky, but not in the same way. And like, no. you can completely ignore the movie because there's so much else going on, but there's just too much nudity in this one for me to want to, experience it avec quelque personne quelque personne yeah autre personne. <laughs> i i agree i i even was like i don't know if i want i usually ask my partner to watch these with me and i'm like no not this <laughs> one <laughs> this one is gonna be weird well we fact, try to watch it together on yeah. instagram in yeah. fact that's true Matt, my wife and you're, going... you, you during a specific scene you're like tell me when they're at the hospital my, you're my like wife... i'd rather see the person like, like last okay, night the hospital. last night my wife was going through my movies to pick out something to watch and she lingered on showgirls with the mouse for a second and i noticed her do that and i was like i have to watch it for the show and she's like i know i saw on instagram and i was like then why did you like linger on it for a second like i was had a, i was hiding a secret so i felt like ashamed to have it on my hard drive in in a really like weird in a really weird teenagery way it's uh it's uh, like uh. i was saying to noel during the week that like it's uh it reminds me of jason those... doesn't show his porn to his wife i think is the issue here jason I, you gotta show all your porn i don't porn watch porn um no, he, Cinem- so there's this network <laughs> called cinemax and in the 90s they used to show basically these this movie but like you know shitty like c d e level productions uh like diaries of a call girl it, it was one of those and they called it skinamax and that's what this movie reminds me of it's like uh if a skinamax movie was made by hollywood where it's just like you know look at this woman she goes to hollywood to hit it big and finds the dregs and the lowlifes even though she ends up on top for the most part there's like a f- 10 minute window of this if you just stop the movie there like if you stop this movie when they get to the party then it's happy ending. 
Well, takes, I mean, <laughs> takes a real dip. Movie is not supposed to end with a happy ending, or no. but I do also think that they could have stopped it before that scene as well, and it could have still had an unhappy ending. Yeah, it's supposed to be a cautionary tale, right? Like yeah. that's what Paul V is doing. I think so, and guys. Steve, we have to talk about other Steve. Stuff you had also gotta... mentioned too that you saw a thing with Paul Verhoeven, who and he was like, "I wanted to show how disgusting all of this was," but it didn't translate yeah. that way, right? It just translates well, to be. He like... wanted to show how violent sex is and how aggressive sex is and how gross sex is because he's like, "Sex is it's bad. It's usually bad. Everything is bad about sex, but you know, we all." <laughs> exist around it all the time and we want to do it we love it but he he did want to like show a sexy movie but he wanted to make all the sex gross and if that was his goal in this movie then yeah the sex is all gross every single sexy moment in this like even the titillating moments where you're kind of like oh this is kind of horny you're like oh but then like two seconds later you're like holy ugh, no but there are moments in this movie <laughs> sure, sure, where sure. he d- he does like accomplish sexiness in other ways that I appreciate. I so know. I'm gonna I'm gonna move through some stuff here. Um, we got a scene where uh, the boss man of the Cheetah Club explains lap dances, and he says make them bust. But if they take it out, get them kicked out. He seems like a real piece of shit. Uh, I do want to talk about or the- is he the best man in the movie? That's what I was saying too, almost. Where he's like, is he actually like secretly the good guy? Where he's like, listen, you don't want to go there. But, you know, you might make a lot of money, but you'll make more money here sucking my dick and their dicks. <laughs> so, hey. Because, yeah, he's basically explaining this to Penny, who's fresh Ow. off the turnip trunk. Turnip trunk? Turnip trunk. Turnip truck. <laughs> I mean, I like. She's trunk straight out of the turnip trunk. This has been a turnip trunk though. moment. Yeah. Who is it's she? Like, she's from stuff too, right? She's like a character actor. Rena, she's yeah, a bunch of she stuff. was in um, Raphael. Uh, a movie called Showgirls 2 <laughs> Pennies from Heaven. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's we gotta what talk called. about other stuff. Was that what you said? And other stuff. Her yeah. last name is Penny. So where are we in the movie? Her name is Penny Slot. We're still at the strip club. We haven't even got through that's it. It's not okay. her real name. Her real name was. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, That's not my real name. Remember? Wasn't no. Wasn't it going to be changed to Heaven or or something? But her real name is Penny. Like they do don't right. want to think about pennies. They want to think about going to Heaven. <laughs> yeah. No, he says people don't want to fuck a penny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he says like people want to fuck, and then he like named another another one of the strippers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me just move. Let me move through some Heather. of this movie so we can talk about the yeah. better stuff later. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. Uh, Crystal and and Kyle MacLachlan uh, get there just in time to see Nomi. Uh, so you know she had to learn the moves. I I noted that it has a very '90s porn aesthetic, which was a very like it's very particular. And this movie has it in spades. Um, here's she here's Crystal sta- say sitting off stage, um, that you know. I want to buy that. You can have whatever you want. I'm going to buy it. And then Nomi rushes off stage. Uh, and then she, th- then she threatens to boot her out. Uh, but she, they, 
they kind of have like a back and forth where she's like, I'm not going to be bought by you. You can't buy me. And she keeps upping the ante to from $100 to $500 to go back and do a lap dance for the two of them, uh, Zach and <clears throat> Crystal. And at $500, Al walks up and he's like, well, what do you guys think about her? What do you guys think about her first dance on stage? That's what I want to. I would like That's to know. Fine. It was no. 700. Her final cut was 500. Uh, oh, okay. It? No, it was 500 and she gets three. Well, it, but he no, asked because she spends he 500 on the Versace dress. So oh. it had to be 700. Okay. And also, he asked though. for two. Remember the, the guy asked for two? <laughs> right. And she gives him two. Super important. Hold on. Detail. Hold on. Are you going to, are you going to go, you're going to skip past this fucking scene? No. This is like the craziest scene. Listen to what I'm saying, my man. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. The guy from the night before, James, is also there. And see and sees the three of them go to the back, and then somehow the you yeah. know somebody just walked right by the bounce, and the bouncer was like, "Hey, buddy!" But then later, when he's like yeah. creepily watching the the lap dance happen, through the, the guys, yeah. he's using his beer bottle to open up. He's like, "You gotta pay to be in here." Wait but a minute! This lap dance is insanity. Like, you know, I think the the only thing that the the most insane thing about this scene is that there are like. 10 other guys getting lap dances in this room by like regular lap dancers and they're not all like As they're what known. the fuck <laughs> like they're not all like what the hell man why, why don't we, we get that leave? that what how much is that lap dance that guy just blew up in his pants yeah and i wrote this is where i wrote like at what point is it no longer a movie but a girl wanting to be a showgirl and just a softcore porn well i think that this sequence is also like the most telling for crystal right yeah she's she's vicariously living through her fucking like dildo boyfriend it also felt very evil like to like make make them do that to each other as fun as it was in that moment they're all yeah but she's also she wants to fuck yeah uh know me she's sitting there being like i want to fuck you but i'm not allowed to so i'm gonna like let my boyfriend who is just a plastic dick uh fuck you during this lap dance and she's she's essentially dancing with her and it's like this it's it's pretty intense i don't know i, I it's, it's just it's well oh, shot i mean it's 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 a intense I, it's not just well shot it's like like the, I'm it's, with you. it's good like the the movie is telling a good story here where the where she's like slowly removing all of her clothes she's fucking kyle mclaughlin but also uh crystal is sitting there and being like i'm this is i did this and i'm doing this not for you but maybe for me but also maybe for you and then throughout the rest of the movie she kind of like holds that against her and I, like the one thing that I'm unsure of is, d- did she go there specifically? Did she take Kyle McLaughlin there specifically because she wanted to see her dance? Because she heard that she dances there, obviously. So, so yeah, yes, yeah. But like, <laughs> I think it was a bunch. Of I know it's yes, but like warfare. <laughs> but shit. like, I think she's into psychological warfare and was in Nomi's place at one point, and now she can control every variable and wants to just met like fuck with people. But her ultimate goal, you know, clearly she wants to, like, get with Nomi. And obviously Zach is an idiot, you know. So I think that's a valid uh, theory. It's a common trope, the predatory bisexual. Yeah. So 
that just feels like Joey being like, <laughs> she's gay and she's a lady. But yeah. like, she, but like, it does it work for you? I guess is the question I should have asked. Does it work for anyone here? I it works for think... me in so much that it like, like when you talk when we talk about it, yeah, it works. But in the moment, I'm like, this is fucked. Sorry, no, I, go ahead. I don't know. I think the only compelling part of the story is the crystal Nomi. Yeah, I think so too. And like by the end, you're kind of like, oh, I forgot that you're bad because she, she like she literally says like, listen, I also fucking hit somebody in the leg with a hard branch <laughs> one time on the in the parking lot to get the where I am now too, and you're like. Okay, but does she want to fuck her or does she just want to fuck her because she knows that she's her? Like she she's looking at a younger version of herself basically, right? Like she's seeing herself. Yeah. They're probably she's like probably 30 and and Nomi's probably 20 in those weird 90s 80s 90s years where everybody looked way older than they were. Um but you know, the, the whole story arc of Gina Gershon in this movie <laughs> is that she's like she's an aging uh, showgirl who needs like they keep talking about her understudy, which probably wasn't a thing they they were talking about up until recently. Like soon, this lady's gonna run out of steam. We have to have somebody, but nobody's been able to fit the bill. And the one person that they had to fit the bill was like unhinged. And was always flying off the handle of people and had that instigator who was always instigating her, which which is a slip plot we'll get to here in, in a little bit. Um, I I just want to move to the next part if you guys are good on the, the lap dance. No, I'm not. I want to talk okay. so much more about the lap dance. He came in his pants. That's crazy. <laughs> I mentioned that already. <laughs> oh, sorry. He blew his nut. Uh, I, I said uh, that's... Um, she fully well, makes I did want to talk about haggling for a lap dance. Does anybody has anyone have ever had to haggle for a lap dance? No. I don't know. <laughs> like in the world or me or Noel? <laughs> you. I've never had to haggle for a lap dance, no. <laughs> okay. Noel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a logical way that no, I feel like those are there are set amounts. Aren't wouldn't there be set amounts? Like Twenty bucks a song. That's what I would experience. think too, right? It's like there's twenty for a dance, there's twenty for a double dance, there's probably like a hundred for like, <laughs> it's like a hundred bucks you get to take hundred and fifty dollars you go back to the, the little room. But Chris yeah. Rock once said no sex in the champagne room, and I believe everybody adheres to that, I would imagine. So- I think so far as the haggling goes, it would be more trying, like, if you're a dancer, you're just trying to upsell the person, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. any other mm-hmm. business you want to love and poppy seed loaf. I do remember when I, was, when I was 19, when I first was able to legally visit one of these places. Should we all just go to a strip club? There's a... And we'll that figure it out. We'll be like, this is for research. And like the stripper comes up and like, hello, we can do that. And we're like, no, no, no. $40. Have you ever haggled? Write down your, yeah. $30. Yeah. Uh, $25. I went and like, I didn't want to go because I was not into it. And I got brought and I was there and I was sitting there and like all these older guys that I was friends with, they were like five years older than me. And they were like 
being like, all right, Steve, we paid for you. And I was like, no, I don't want to go. And then all these like, you know, strippers were coming up being like, well, you know, we're going to take you in and, you know, it's fine. And I was like, no, 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 no. And uh, they kept upping the price because of my aggression so like i i couldn't like i i was i can't understand what it what it meant Does tim mean? tim has an answer to your question about okay. haggling tim says haggling for a lap dance is a sign that if i did that i would have to confront myself in the mirror and start making some changes in my life and, and doing haggle downs you're like what is my okay, what am i wait, hold on they were haggling because it wasn't something that was optional yeah, no. Well, no. It Nomi wasn't would probably an did dances like normal dances for a hundred bucks or whatever. But she's like, it's not allowed to have somebody watching. So yeah, then I it's thought also like because it's you, add- because it's you, Crystal. You're you've been fucking with me since I got here. Yeah. I don't want to. You can't was, buy me. You can't buy me. Was the whole part? Yeah, of, I think part of I think it. Nomi was making it up. Like she was like, that's against the rules here. I mean, no, I think it would make sense if it was part of the rules. Why though? The whole thing comes from her hearing uh, Zach are, and there, and Crystal talking in perv perv row, being like, "You want that? I'll buy that for you." And her hearing that and being like, "I don't, you, you don't follow me to my job and then talk loudly about how you're going to buy me." I think was the whole the whole point. No, you're you're bang on about that, but I do think there's a no single just ladies rule to some strip clubs. Okay, hmm. maybe because they don't want it to, like with the you're not gonna make we're not gonna something? make money off you so fucking leave all right I just you don't know how to be behave like, only men know how to behave in these it's true, yeah. ladies are too titty handler friendly i thought it would be like actually maybe <laughs> yeah maybe they're just like too okay with grabbing tits i thought yeah i thought it was like she was making making it up no, but jason you're that's the reason like that's what they intended for the scene, and this is how poorly the scene was. <laughs> that there's that any discussion. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, think the only good thing about the scene is that it was meant to be like a surrogate sex scene between the two yeah. women. Oh, right. Like, we got to move out of the strip club. <laughs> well, let's get out of here. Okay. So this is my arm. It's not her arm. It's my arm. Did you notice that um, Elizabeth Berkeley has hetero- heterochromia in this movie? I don't know if she does normally, but she definitely has she two does. different color eyes. She I, has heterochromia. I thought it was interesting. Pretty good. Pretty pretty. I liked it. Um, I have homochromia. Just you're just a homochrome meal. <laughs> I have homophobia. How? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't have that. This man's had. Never mind. Uh, so the dance man shows up at their house and wants her to learn. Um, and I guess she's like, nah, go away. The dance man, of course, is James. And then they go shopping. Molly, Molly's pat, Molly passed her test. And they go shopping. What does that mean? I can't remember what the test was. Test. Anyway, they. I think uh, James shows up and is like, "Let's go." And she's like, "Nah." And Molly's like, "Good job." And then they. Maybe the test shopping. was when she buys her own dress, and they do like the. No, because the next scene is them going to buy the Versace 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 dress. And it's, it's pronounced Versace, Jason. Sorry, Jesus Christ. I'm a, such a rage. dumb bumpkin off the turnip trunk. You country blumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you give somebody a blowjob in an, I did in an out of country. <laughs> I did <laughs> on a once have somebody pronounce Loewe low. 
So it does happen in real life. Yeah. And That's I was true. like, Versailles. Versailles is fine. So yeah. it's Anything revealed that okay. it's revealed that after they buy the Versailles dress, Molly's like, I'll just make that for you. She's like, No, I want to go spend my stripper money on this expensive piece of crap uh fabric. Uh, that's an editorial for me. <laughs> um, but it's revealed that Andrew Carver, the famous singer who looks like just some weird lounge singer with long hair, is coming to town. And Molly loves him. Molly loves him. Uh, and now just back to some stripping, I guess, uh, that we just go back to the Sheeta Club. Uh, manager, um, The manager guy shows up. The uh, Phil, I think his name is. His name's He's- Al. No, Al's the 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 manager. Phil's the like the uh, agent. Oh, the guy who's like the one with the boat oh, show. Yeah, he's yeah. in Starship Troopers and he gets fucked up so many times, like <laughs> many times on Starship Troopers. Can we go back to the Andrew Carver thing for a second? Yeah. Yes. They talk about a uh, lady jerking off. She can't even thread a needle. Does it pass the right. Bechtel test if two women are talking about jerking off? Is there too much male undertone? I think that I think that no, because they're, they're talking, talking about, about a man, female right? masturbation. So the idea of that conversation will cause undulation in a man's brain. <laughs> Some sort of like. <laughs> well, wash. that's definitely not where I saw what that. If, going. What if they were both no, lesbians well, and I, they were talking I'm about sure. uh, flicking the the old saucy Randolph? Nope. You want uh, to say to another woman? I didn't want to say it. I thought I could get somewhere comedically, and I said Sloppy Randolph or something. I regret this. Let's go back to the okay. <laughs> So now you, is the answer. Yeah. Um, he asked me to, to audition for the chorus line in the show, I guess for the Crystal Show. Uh, Tony Moss, the producer, is here and is going to be a prick. That's just a line that I wrote. I don't know who Tony Moss is. I can't remember. Do you recall who Tony Moss is? I'm gonna no. Look, I'm going to look at the... But I do remember Gay. She's my favorite character. I want a movie about her. Um, the girl, she was a showgirl, and then she chipped her tooth on a Quaalude, Quaalude visibility for the second week in a row. Yeah. And <laughs> then married the dentist, the dental surgeon. And now she's a choreographer or like a dance captain. Oh, on the the, show. yeah, yeah. She was great. She was a good character. Tony Moss is the shitty producer who's just like brown rice, vegetables, and a bottle of water. Uh, burger, fries, and soda. Yeah. Tony Moss is the all shitty. All this lady eats is the shitty producer. Burger, fries, and soda. I, that's all she eats in this whole movie. Her her yep. best times are eating that giant burger where she takes one tiny bite and then the burger's gone from the scene. I assume she just takes a bite and tosses it because her figure is like model like elizabeth berkeley so, is looks like a model right women don't eat in movies unless it's the gilmore girls version of eating where you have model body but you're a real girl you're not like the other girls so you'll eat a cheeseburger so. the biggest cheeseburger you've ever seen in fact i made a burger different places <laughs> yeah um so Tony, different yeah. places. Tony Moss is a I heard insane it from my headset producer. As I was she gets uh, Nomi gets picked with two others out of like ten. After he just goes and like, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, you're fine, you'll do. And then we don't uh, do lessons. <laughs> yeah, classes. He just like looks at their 
boobs and their chins and nose. And he's like, ah, you'll do, kid. He's like, I need to know you can dance, and I need to know you can smile. And I need to know that, you know. Chin up, tits out, take over the world, kid. Um, And then he does a gross thing where it makes them all take their tops off. And her nipples aren't hard. Can I say this on Twitch? And then he's like, here's the ice cubes, kid. Which was fucking vile. Play with them. And she, yeah. yeah, and she runs <laughs> Play off. With your nipples. And then Crystal follows her back after that because Crystal's watching all of this, and reveals that she got her the audition because of the way she dances, and it's kind of like the way Crystal dances. That's why she wanted her. And then guess what, kids? Guess what happens here at forty-four? Is minutes? that when she's dressed like Indiana Jones, or is that later? I think that's later, but. Uh, <laughs> That's really funny, though. Guess what happens here at 44 minutes and 19 seconds, friends? Do they say the name of the movie? That's when they said the name of the movie in the movie. She only says showgirl. You're going to be a showgirls. You're going to be a showgirl. Otherwise, there's no title drop in this movie about showgirls. And they only say it once. I was very like... They're going to say it yeah. plural? I mean, if anyone's going to say it, it's that guy who's like, I'm a dick, I'm an asshole, and I know it. And everybody's going to tell me about my show. Show girls. So it is Looks a right topless show. Is it that weird that he asked them to take their top off? Like, her reaction to him asking for the top to go off seems a little odd. I the was pl- more shocked that she was playing. The, yeah. yeah, the playing with your whatever. It's how he it. was acting before that. And I don't think you need to get topless to like audition for a dancing role i think the fact that when she went but in it is she, a topless she was show. doing this to a, a whole like stage full of topless women and she's like i have to do what <laughs> she's like yeah it's a no one wears tits coverings here lady nobody Come wears on. tits coverings here. uh skip james sees her leaving after it he's now a valet um, it tells her not to deal with the showgirls because stripping is honest work. At least you're telling the truth about what you're doing. Showgirls are the smoke and mirrors. The same thing as the as the um, as the stripping with the smoke and mirrors. Did you say of smoke like, and mirrors or smoke and mirrors? Smoke Jeez. and mirrors of okay. people going to see a show pretending it's classy, but it's essentially the same thing. And the highs are higher and the lows are lower essentially because of this, the, this, the machine that is the showgirl machine. At least when she's dressed, uh, dancing at a strip club, it's obvious. It's a uh, clear and honest why people are going there. They want to go and, you know, see some, I don't know though, man. I, I, yeah. I made the point earlier. It's like the goddess show is kind of, kind of looks like a good show like it doesn't it's not horny like i'm not gonna be like i guess man oh man i need a bathroom there's, there's take care of the cirque du soleil show yeah there's a nude cirque du soleil show that exists humanity or humanity that i we almost went to we went to see something else instead um I think isn't that something David from Cop. down under it's like the boy one yeah like the chippendale style one yeah it's beefy dudes just fucking Magic miking all over, and they team. all have erections. Or <laughs> yeah, if probably. they don't have erections, then but it these shows gets the ice out. do exist. Play like with this, the with this ice. Shows. They're well, like, that's... that's the that's the point I was trying to make before about like the nude beach. You go there for five seconds, and after five seconds, you're not horny anymore. You're just like, oh, everyone's just naked, and oh, my dog's per- farting. <laughs> <Moxie>. <laughs> 
but your like dog, your dog knows do you know what i mean where like <laughs> nudity is not actually like a thing that makes you horny it's just like horniness makes you horny and then after a little bit of time you can be exposed to nudity and it's just like it's just normal have you been to a nude beach yes i have not. after after like maybe I can five to ten like. minutes of being at a nude beach you're not attracted to anything around I was like everyone's just naked it's fine officially not attracted to anything at the nude beach negative two minutes into being there and it stayed pretty consistent when somebody's dragging you there and you're like i don't want to go but like if some you know that that's what i'm chasing okay yes we your point is well taken steve so that's how i feel in this movie like the movie i'm like watching and i'm like this is like being this is a documentary Um, so in honor of this being a dancing thing i wore my national ballet of canada sweater because it's basically the same right were you in the ballet a national ballet yeah but you were you were a ballet you did ballet i i am a ballet a balleroni <laughs> but you are a ballet so um, the the goddess show is kind of like an indie wrestling show it's kind of how i <laughs> and a cheetah is like going to gcw and seeing like 10 hardcore matches in a row <laughs> mud mud show yikes I get, I get that yeah. reference. No, I was trying to get that point across, and I guess I already wrestling. did get it across. But um, if I could get Where through like half of this page, that would be sick. Because all right, okay, Let's we look. won't say anything. So James gets fired for, uh, immediately because. But have some, you guys been to a new beach though before? For some, have you? <laughs> for some reason, his manager is like chirping at him to like get back to work, and he's like, "Shut up!" And it's like, dude. You don't have to tell her this like revelation right here, right now. Like nobody in this movie acts like a person. Anyway, he gets fucking fired. He throws his fucking smock at the dude and they go to a meal and then he takes her to his place. And then he has like this like full dance studio in his little apartment. And he show starts showing her a number that he wrote because he like he went to like dance school. Maybe he's from New York yeah. and I got it twisted. Um, no, he went to dance school for sure. Yeah, he's a he's a dancer. And then she. Basically... He's also charismatic, so he's just like he goes to clubs and finds people who are good at dancing. But they immediately start almost having sex, and then she does a callback to a a reference that she made earlier when she was late to the Cheetah Club. She's like, "I'm on my period," which I guess turns out to be true because. But also, he's like. I'm I into it. I can put down towels. I don't care. Yeah. What the hell? Because um, he's a weird. He's also the guy who's like, everybody has AIDS and I love fucking people on their period. Yeah. And what does he say? He says like, I think I wrote something. Pussy is my problem. It always has been and it always will be. Uh, he also says, you fuck them without fucking them. It ain't right. <laughs> Yeah, and then she says, you can fuck me when you love me. Ugh, he yeah. doesn't love anyone. I think no. he loves himself. He, loves I think himself. he thinks he's like, yeah. And he accidentally knocks up that the, the penny. But also, movie. like, you know, you kind of wish he was better. Look, Noel not. has a heart out at 910, okay? All right. <laughs> uh, Tony, Malone calls, Tony Malone calls and gives her the job. And then she brushes right to the Cheetah Club and quits. Uh, and they make fun of her for going and doing what she wants to do. And the whole reason she moved to Vegas. Uh, so then 
Nomi goes back to see James he to like be like, I did it, I did it. And immediately he's with Penny. Um, he's disappointed that she took the job and she's she's disappointed that he took 12 minutes to like find a cl- basically a clone of her and and shack up with her and show, show her the dance and everything. Yeah, it was more about the dance that she was sour about. Yeah. I uh, thought you were real, man. Nomi goes to... Uh, what the fuck? Nomi goes to see me, Moss. She bought at Versailles. Ha, ha, ha. That was oh. something that I just jammed onto the I think keyboard. that this is the, this is the moment where she goes and like talks to all of them in the office, maybe? It's right after that, though. It's after she goes back to see... James. Oh, this is when Kyle Kyle shows up and he's like, I'm going to give you my one moment of cool guy energy. Oh, yeah, yeah. All... No, the the thing that I was... She goes back to see Moss, and then that's when she says Versace. And then they all like look at her like, yes, Versace. And then, and then uh, she gets the rundown, no food, no sun, don't lose your costumes or go out on stage crying. Find a man find a job in the organization uh basically find a you know retirement plan for yourself uh she doesn't have any real info about herself and she also says she's from new york she says she's from new york here so maybe that was a lie that was the back east of it all oh 100 percent a lie and then what's and your social security number mm, i'm not sure seven I can check four for <laughs> uh so zach cut catches up with her near the elevators and then she he's, he's like it's versace you Turn up trunk. <laughs> <laughs> you stinky Versace wearing asshole. Well, he bought, uh, buys her a Versace, the blue jacket later. My Versace. And then I believe it goes to the scene that's in Noel's background. Uh, thrust it, thrust it. I believe he's yelling at her one foot away from her face. Higher. Not that high. Thrust it, thrust it. You guys it. think they like spray spritzed her, or she was was she sweating for real? They spritzed her with a mixture of oil and water. I think through most of <laughs> oil movies. and water. Oh yeah. It's God. KY jelly. Yeah, oh, sure. God. It's, it's like, like the like, end of you know the end of <laughs> Ghostbusters like Paul two. Paul just like okay, okay, everyone back <laughs> on the edge of the stage. I'm super going super. to shoot you with uh, KY jelly out of a of a super soaker. <laughs> so she learns to dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, she she asks when she starts tonight. You're on. Um, and then monkeys runs through the dressing room. <laughs> and then there's shit on the stage, and she almost trips on it when she goes out for the dance. But she does good. Yeah. What about and Star's Molly's kid? like? What about those little kids being like? <laughs> oh, the lady who takes her kids to work, and then the other lady yeah, who's that's, like, "That's a little shut bit up, weird. you fucking kids." Well, I think yeah. that's isn't the little. Ooh. Isn't aren't the little kids the the woman who's being the worst? Like she's the worst. Braid's lady. Ki- the Braid's white, white lady? lady dreads. Yeah. Is isn't she the one that has the kids? Am I wrong? She is, she is yeah. the one with the kids. That's why she yeah. throws the beads. The beads on the floor. So but yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. if she. But did she put the beads on the floor because her that woman was making comments to her? Did she do it because she was just a bitch? <laughs> no, know. she was putting the beads because like <laughs> the way that the eyes are, she's like, like I'm gonna get <laughs> yeah. you. And yeah, then like later, in movie like, language. Yeah, yeah. the kids her, thing like, is shot for... is yeah, a little bit okay. later. So this is the part where they she's I think Dreads offers her some blow and she's like, no, I'm not gonna do that. But I will take the ice for my nips this time. Um, 
and then she goes on stage. She she does the her first attempt, uh, and then Zach sends her flowers, which is oh so nice. He's such a nice guy, or is he? Uh, then James shows up to apologize in the most ham-fisted apology ever, and that's when he says, "I got a pussy problem, but I wrote that number for you." Pussy's uh, always been my problem. It always, always will, and it always will be. Yeah, fuck that guy. I do kind of hope that he is in Pennies from Heaven. Like I've I've yeah. never seen. Pe- is he? Yeah. The actual actor. Be. Yeah. Holy shit. The more I learn about this movie, the more I actually want to watch it because it's I I realize it's called Showgirls too. It's one of those things like you know they made uh, American Psycho too. Imagine Paul Verhoeven was a character in it. Like they got him to be just an actor. He's like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> or yeah. have you guys have you guys seen Shock Treatment, the Rocky Horror? No, um, I know about it, but I haven't seen it. Okay, I'm, I'm aware. Weird of it. sequels month. Yes, American Psycho right. two starring uh, uh, Mila, Mila Kunis. Um, so he uh, James also calls Zach a pimp due to his pimp car. So then the next scene is. Crystal teaching Nomi, um, or she wants to teach Nomi, but then they go to lunch instead. And it's like, you like brown rice and vegetables? And they laugh. It's worse than dog food. And I've had dog food. And I that's when I also wrote, doggy what is this? Chow. Doggy chow. What is this dialogue? Jason was watching it and he's like eating actual like broccoli <laughs> and, and brown rice. He's like, what the fuck? And he looks at his wife and Madison's like, don't listen to the movie, Jason. And you're like, God damn it. You have nice tits. I like nice tits. <laughs> Actual line from the movie. Well, uh, it's just like she... the chips thing at the beginning of the movie. It's like dialogue that no, like all of the directly talking to each other woman dialogue is just the craziest shit. Well, did you hear what she said to that, Jason? The... Come on. What did she say to that? I like having nice tits. Oh, yeah. That's what her response was. And like, yeah, you're right. No, like, what the fuck? Oh, no, yeah. They're just talking about their tits. I did write that down. You have nice tits. I like having nice tits. Um, Then they go back to the theater for some dancing, and they have like a half seduction scene, and then calls her a whore. And then... And then she storms off. And Yeah, and then she storms out, as is tradition. And then we go back to backstage for the next show, which I think is like the ice the ice show uh and this is when there's just kids there with all these like topless models around that was like why is that okay it's fucking weird where else is she gonna put her kids (laughs) it's no daycare in las vegas (laughs) have you never been in a situation where you've seen like a single mom have to drag her kids somewhere because yeah to walmart or because men are literally the worst and take absolutely no accountability for child whatsoever i spent a lot of time at my mom's office as a kid i know that sometimes parents have to bring their kids places but well if your job is las vegas showgirl what are you gonna do like those like hang out back behind stage with the monkeys (laughs) i don't think it it wasn't a common occurrence but i think that that's actually probably the most real part of this whole movie (laughs) i also think that maybe that is way more common than people think like if you're a dancer you know hey okay you've sold me you work at cheetahs maybe not (laughs) (laughs) but maybe this like 
sort of upscale, semi-classy show for you know a thousand people. Speaking let's of all that, pretend I, we're, I, we're let's all pretend we're five years old for one second and being in the a back room of our mom who's a stripper. Have you ever been to a nude beach? <laughs> Steve, I think you've been to a nude beach, right? Is it like being Have you guys ever old? been to a nude beach? Just gotta ask you that one more time. <laughs> so the, the agent guy Shut up, fell... Mick Greenwood. <laughs> <laughs> the agent guy uh Phil shows up and offers her one thousand dollars to do a a boat show on crystal's recommendation um i knew that this was going to turn south i don't see how nomi didn't realize that this was going to turn south it doesn't fully turn south but it does get very like it, there's an ed, like a really edgy part of the the scene at the end she of course storms out when once she's accosted by phil and another an, a, an asian businessman to co- go back to their place and sing quote unquote um hear caesar sing was the scene in the simpsons where they're at a boat show and it's like do you come with the boat is that referencing this or just the idea of this okay um (laughs) i was kind of confused at the question hold on so you you know you know in the episode of the simpsons where there is a boat show and there's yeah. the joke where it's like, do you come with the boat? And she goes, he, 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 oh, you. Oh, that's a car show. That's why oh, it's I was a car confused. show. Okay, yeah. sorry. Um, so then Nomi, of course, storms out after they heavily imply well, that the two. No. Well, that, that there, yeah, there's rape implied in that scene as well. Jason, I don't know if you know. Rape? Yes. I thought he was just like, come back to my place and we're going to bang yeah. it because oh, you're whores. Because yeah. you're a couple rape, of man. whores is okay, what, it's the energy that I Jesus get. Jesus Christ. Sorry. Um, at any rate, Nomi runs out. That's why she runs out. Yeah. <laughs> so goes, why she runs out is... This may be the most legitimate her running out of a thing. Right. Yes. But she goes back to Zach. She didn't know she had to... Yeah. Yeah. She goes back to Zach and complains. Now this is this is where I see because after she complains and and chews Phil out in front of her, and then as soon as she leaves, she's like, Zach's like, whatever, don't worry about it. I feel like there was a part of this where Zach set this up, knowing this was going to happen, knowing that Nomi would come like complaining to him, so he could look like a hero in front of Nomi. Like this, it's. I, I might be looking too deep into it. It might not be that complex. No, I think that's exactly what they were going for. But I think that's also exactly what they were going for. Um, You're dead do- on. Jason, don't doubt yourself. Yeah. Steve makes me doubt myself, so I do. Why did I? What did I do that made you doubt yourself? Because sometimes when I say things, you're like... Anyway. Um, what? Did I Did I do it? Not that... Not, well... So Zach uh, is explaining what an MBA is to Nomi because apparently she's never heard of going to college. And he basically just gives her like a two seconds of cost analysis on slot machines during all of this, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, Yeah. I don't think he knows what an MBA is. No. I think he was just saying a lot of stuff to blow smoke so he could... uh, 
you know. Poor. It's not just a degree they give you in college. It's a professional degree that you have to get after your undergrad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he, he pretends like he knows what he's talking about because he's good at robot slot machine computers. If you use these ones against these ones, you'll get more slot machine power. Well, this is where we know he sucks. Like now we're yeah. like, yeah. okay, as, this guy. As soon as stinks. he goes back to Phil and he's like, "Don't worry about any of that. I was just, just had to look." And big. he's like, "Hold on, like that could have been. He could have just pretended like his phone was ringing. We don't know." She finds <laughs> out when he says, "Well, here Caesar sing. You'll love it, or whatever the hell." And then she's like, "Wait a second. That's Caesar what sing. the other guys." <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to. Uh, Tim in the chat says. Uh, Cheetahs has a ball pit for the kids of, uh, for the kids of the dancers. So maybe Cheetahs <laughs> is a better place for Nomi and the children of the of the dancers. Well, Al's definitely the best character in the movie, so there is that. Exactly. So we get uh, the crystal performance. I guess the one before this was a different thing. Just the uh, just the goddess again. But this is the crystal performance. Uh, the one girl gets uh, dropped. The understudy. She trips on the marbles that the dreads girl breaks the necklace thing. I did want to talk about this, but like, if you guys don't want to talk about it, that's fine. That guy said, Whoa, wait, so you're upset that I, I'm the only straight dancer in your dance troupe? And then he goes up with them, and then he's not even the one dancing with her. Like, what the? Yeah, it's fuck? the knuckle sandwich guy, isn't it? The knuckle sandwich guy is the one being like, yeah, yeah. Put your put your name on the fist as it goes up my ass or whatever. And you're like, well, I, I, I don't know what's going on. That continuity piece drove me bananas for a movie that has otherwise wrapped up most things and has pretty good continuity to not have the same dancer that she's supposed to be paired up with. Yeah. Dancing with her on the stage. And also for it to be such a kind of like an exclamatory thing where it's like, I'm the only straight dancer in this entire room right now. Everyone else is gay. That also makes me feel like, why is, why, why? Maybe they why? didn't want the straight guy to drop her. Oh, cause then I've an agenda. Out, the whole yeah. world. Yeah. Is straight. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck. Anyway, she, but, the understudy is... So they slipped on fake plastic da diamons and she broke her butt she or whatever? Her butt. She breaks, okay. she broke tears her knee. her knee, she tears her ACL, I think. Um, and then the next, we just go smash cut to uh, mom and Al showing up to visit. And Al's like, you made, you really made it here, kid. You did it. And then they probably must be weird not having anyone come on you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh God. It's like a nice scene and then like everything in this movie is just like even a kind of nice scene just ends in this like It has oh. to be like it's that's like yeah, it's like fucking pervert. He's like so uh Or is it just off, a fact? Is <laughs> he just like observational? He probably got like four or five other people to write the script and he he actually just jerked off onto every end of the page. It's like Squirt. so this is where this is where nomi and zach kind of start talking at the end he's like i'll give you a lift home where do you want to go and she's like i want to go back to your place and then they have uh they have sexual intercourse in a pool and this will go down in history as one of the craziest weirdest sex scenes in any movie i've ever seen 
past, present, or future. I remember it exactly from when I shouldn't have been seeing it as a kid and seeing it now. It's just insane. They, It's so weird and grotesque. And he like pours Cristal all over and then they have sex under a waterfall spray thing. And it's well, just... she's being waterboarded by a dolphin. Exactly. Me. Like she, <laughs> yes. Um, and then he offers her an addition to understudy. <laughs> Uh, th- this is your time travel theory coming into play here. <laughs> Jason, you're getting way too ahead of yourself. We have to talk about this. Do scene. we? Because yes, we do. It's fucking crazy. It's exactly like the cheetah dancing scene. It's like exactly like that, so except for their Exactly nude. the same. Yeah. Yeah. That. Perfect. What do you have to say about it, Steve? There's not much yeah. more to it. I guess we don't have to talk about it, but like it's it, it is the, the most... The, the least horny scene I've ever experienced in any movie. Like it's, it sucks. It sucks. When I read that Paul V was going for every, like nothing titillating, everything grotesque. Like that's the scene that comes to mind. Absolutely. Like that's the it's, least. It's almost thing. comical. Like it, it is it weirdly is almost comical. I, yeah. I agree. Like it, it, you know, like, those movies with like uh leslie nielsen and like mike myers and like all the the movies that seem off-putting for a a specific purpose it almost seems like that where it's like imagine we can make one of those but like with boobs in it like where she's just like flopping around you remember the movie mcgruber is that the only yes but that's a good but that's a good but it's a fantastic butt. That's why it's in this all over butt. the place in Sex in the City. Yeah. Remember the movie MacGruber where there's that like way too long scene? Did you guys see MacGruber? It's a dumb comedy. I don't know. Anyway, there's a dumb scene. It's a parody of, Magi- of MacGyver with starring all the SNL people of the time starring Will Forte. And there's like a scene where he has sex with a ghost in a graveyard and it just goes on for too long. And this scene kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, I said what I said. Um. Anyway, he goes. She goes back and tells Molly all about it, and Molly is surprisingly okay with her being like, "Yeah, I went and uh, fucked the one of the producers and got an audition." Molly's like, "Well, it's because you, Molly is also like, you get it, she, girl. She probably did stuff which is bad, and like she also like exists in the world, but she's like existing in a world that any of us could probably more realistically exist in, right? Like is we're that not the point." Though where she says don't get in too deep or something, and I still think so. Her, yeah, like, a I think so. I think warning. it is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So she's never. Or, or on was that the the boat? The, that might have been the boat part, actually. Like the where she goes to no, the boat show because she just disappears. Because Molly's just like, don't go to the boat show. Like we don't mm. like it. And then somehow she goes, even though presumably right, she right, had to right, go right. home yeah. at some point and have another conversation with Molly, but like didn't heed the warning. And then Molly shows up again, and like you're like. And you're like, oh, I forgot about you, Molly. I hope nothing bad happens to you at, <laughs> at any point. At any when point she in comes the next back minutes. from yeah. that, Molly's like, are you on drugs? And she's like, kind of. That's when she says, don't get sucked into it. Right. Um, so go yes. on. we Jesus go to the audition. Uh, I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm looking well. at my, my phone for a sec. Uh, the audition goes on with... Uh, with a couple of the other people who are picked out to be the understudy. They want Nomi. 
at this point, Crystal confronts confronts Kyle. Uh, I keep calling him Kyle in the notes because Kyle, Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. His butt is great. We only get to see it for like maybe three, four seconds. He's the mayor yeah. on Portlandia, uh, and then uh, Jason, come on. What you guys didn't watch Portlandia? Have sketch? you seen uh, uh, Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks? Yeah. Have you seen like? Uh, sex in the city uh, sex in the city or how about uh you know the old dune (laughs) yeah i saw the old dune sucked uh so crystal confronts zach and she's like he's like are you jealous i fucked her or jealous i did before you which is valid crystal's pissed off because i think that might be the most honest line in the movie yeah Yeah. and that goes back to what we were talking about the very beginning of the whole like story arc of of crystal she's trying to play mind games because she only knows how to play mind games with people that's what it seems like um then we get uh then she confronts crystal confronts nomi they're pissed off uh i wrote the other girls are poised what the fuck does that mean Anyway, we get that weird nail scene where she's like doing her nails and she's like, you know, maybe you can come in here and do my nails. Oh, nails. I'm sorry. Is this the first time that nails ever brought up? I don't think so. It's I think not that every all. single time. There's so much they... like, you know, the elbow sex in Rocky Horror. It's like, yeah, just... <laughs> I, I honestly do also think that like the nail thing is kind of good. Like as much as we hate. Uh, Easter House or whatever the fuck his name is, the nail thing is maybe kind of great. Like I, am I wrong? Oh, is the I nail th- thing? Does the nail thing suck? I, I'm sorry. I think it's good. I think it's really I good. I think I think what I wrote what this scene is when Crystal or Nomi goes back to her dressing area and Nomi's sitting there talking shit to the other dancers, and then she she's like, you know, after all, I don't want you to be my understudy yeah but you can oh. come do my nails anytime anytime but that's and then she changes she her mind but she uses because it she doesn't want that whore she's too old for that young whore nail. blood on my Whatever. nails then yeah. we nails. just then we get the random scene that's just let's catch up with james and see what he's up to like a week later and he's doing great he's doing his new routine at the club everybody hates it and they want the strippers to come on stage (laughs) i was like what is the point of this get the real dancers off the stage exactly okay Um, the fingernails thing to that i think that's the sexiest part of the movie is when they're fingers are into it like that's the only part of the movie that's a little bit that's why i'm saying that the the (laughs) nails are important the nails are important and gina gershon's like when she pulls it away like her hand acting is just to die for it's perfect she's a model linda evangelista (laughs) right she knows how to work her hand but like also (laughs) (laughs) does she now that a work hand. I think you guys just have hand fetish shit. Is what I'm learning. <laughs> well, no. nails are very important, Jason. We all know that nails nails are nails that long freak me out. I've got beautiful the only nails. people with nails that long in my life have always been extremely mean to me. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. I've had some good long nails. <laughs> but nothing i didn't say anything <laughs> i didn't, I didn't say, say anything about everything come um, on now we learned that james is gonna marry penny 
and they're going to go off and make a sequel. <laughs> because she's pregante. Pregnant. Um, she's pregnant. 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 Um, so, yeah, I kind of skipped over. This is where she's like, you actually, you're not going to be my understudy. And also, you can do my nails, you whore. Uh, and then we get the weird leather daddy industrial show where the leather girl. Oh, um, yeah, it's very uh, suggestive. They're dancing together and they're dancing together like Nomi is the understudy, which I thought was a strange choice uh, because they dance together in that like leather scene. And then uh, she fucking after the show's over, she just boots her down the stairs and then her unreliable witness is old white hair white, white dreads she was nowhere near her. no <laughs> and also she yeah, goes Julie. like this when she pushes her everybody molly around... saw though yeah and molly is not pleased that no. she has pushed her down the stairs yeah um but oh, and... you know the only reason that we know that this is gonna hold up is because she didn't beef on diamond or whatever we want to call her Old when she threw her diamonds Julie. out yeah. Julie, yeah. oh yeah they have sort of an unspoken like, well because she didn't, she didn't black throw man. her under the bus so like she looks at her and she's like I saw the whole thing she fucking fell on her own she she stumbled on her own fucking feet she now, was nowhere near her at this point Nomi has made the full heel turn I would I would venture to guess that this is the at this point of the movie it is the if you had to pick one moment, what do you think the home alone is the home alone in my opinion someone please tell me when the home alone I really got to know when is the home alone what is the home alone of it all now that's the home alone of it all I think it is it's Christmas it's Christmas every every single time every week. <laughs> get a little bit of christmas if you guys want to interject let's talk about this for a second in my opinion when she kicks her down the stairs whoa don't, oh my god you're gonna trip somebody she's you, gonna kill somebody over here what are your guys' home alones of it all okay so admittedly i don't know what the hell this segment means can you explain it to me as though oh, I'm stupid of course thank you so for can asking, you just Noel. explain the yeah. uh, the home alone of it all is the the point in in the movie much later. Wait, the home alone, alone of it all. Where Kevin McAllister slaps down the blueprint and decides that he's going to uh, saw style murder these intruders, cartoon style. And I posit that every movie has one of these moment, m- moments where that's what you came to the movie to see. So in this movie, the third I act. See, yes, it's the trailer. That's the joke. Imagine like when you were watching a trailer for a movie. What, what were you there? What were you there to see? Oh, yeah. okay. So like, I'm waiting for this moment. Like, screw the other hour of this movie. But like, bam, we're there. Bam, Merv's gonna yeah. take a fucking, exactly. <laughs> a fucking paint can to the face. Okay. I have a home alone of it all. Then. Yeah. That's why I ask oh, you. That's why I, I ask you for it. The home alone of it all for me is when she goes into the the audition. And have you eaten today? Uh, no. Would you like burger, fries, and soda? Get her some brown rice, vegetables, and a bottle of Evian. Okay, Nomi, we'll blend you in. No, just watch. And then that, that for me, is the home alone of it all. The first time that you see her doing her own full dance. Okay. 
Cool. Steve, do you have a, a home alone at all? I mean, it's called Showgirls. <laughs> it's called Showgirls, guys. <laughs> I, I don't know if I have a, uh, an actual home alone of it like all. The whole, I, think... I got to put these beads before someone falls. <laughs> and breaks all their necks. Tears both their ACLs and their MCLs. This is gonna be like this is gonna be a weird one. I I I feel like I should wait for Noel to come back so that I can confirm or deny if I'm this here. is real. <laughs> I'm here. I'm over here. We're so all up in Noel's head right now. My, it's not my favorite part, and it's it's not my like least favorite part, but it's the part that makes me feel like she, as a person, is hitting the home alone home alone of it all is and it's when molly brings her in and she's like you know running around like holy fuck holy fucking shit this is crazy and you know paul beer like yes yes go crazier you have to run up and run down and figure out where you go and then the moment where she goes am i allowed to go up here and they all say yeah go up there and she goes up on top and starts to yeah that's the that's the home alone of it all for me excellent i love that i thought i thought that that would be it too it's kind of her she's mirroring the people and like oh 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 it's so, when she can go up and yeah and she can yeah she can watch it all yeah that's the home alone so yeah um also during what so nomi's fully turned heel she's kicked this woman down the stairs then we get a shot of like the owner, the, the, the producer, Moss and Zach are with the owner of the whole place going like, who do we get to replace Crystal? And they, have, they have the gall to say Janet Jackson and Paula or Abdul, Paula. who in 1995 were two of the biggest stars in the world. Well, Paula Abdul was only Janet Jackson. In the world. <laughs> they were pretty big. I said lol for a she TV was a show. Anyway, Nomi gets it. Spoilers. That's uh, not a spoiler because that's when it happens in the movie. Uh, Nomi gets the press conference and her recognition and her flowers. And Molly is pissed off. And she uh, she knows what no- uh, Nomi did and she bounces. And then we go to the party. And we get to hear Caesar sing after all. Caesar sings. Um, he's singing. And then Molly shows up after all because she wants to meet that Andrew Carver guy, and Ugh. dreads white 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 person dreads asks she's like you know little little status quo a little I scratch your back you scratch mine not in so many words says you know I saw what you did I, mean, I could be your so in, study. in all about Eve in the last like last scenes. Um, the lady who usurped uh, Betty Davis's role has some l- younger lady break into her room and like idolize her and be like, ah, so it's like the, the circle, <laughs> the circle of life. So that's what Julie's doing. Absolutely. Um, basically, Andrew Carver's gross to Nomi and then Nomi introduces Molly t- to Andrew and then a bunch of stuff happens. What happens? Well, I don't want to like say it. Oh. It's not just essay. It's like multi. Molly gets pers- violently multi-person s 
or um, by Andrew assaulted. Yeah. Okay. Yes. As <laughs> multi person assaulted. And it's yeah, gra- it's, it's like pretty graphic. Maybe the worst thing that's ever happened. I've, it might be I've the ever worst seen in, a, in a movie that I that I like. It might be the I've worst thing in a movie, movie that I didn't remember happening. Also, like, that's how much it caught me off guard. Like I, I, I didn't remember this. It's, it's disgusting. It's, gross. it's the worst thing that has ever happened in any movie. That like why why did they? Paul V and Joe E both regretted putting it in the movie. And they said it was a mistake. Yeah. Oh. Well. And it was. It reeks of like. You know how long it takes for action movie. a movie though? Like why the fuck did they. Like, they you know, like oh, how many boy. people oh had God. to like okay this. So it took. What was it? it? It took a crazy amount of time to film. Like eight hours or more. And apparently the actors had like a horrible horrible time. There was no um, intimacy coordinator or anything like that. Like she oh. just. like So not only was it awful in the movie but the actual production of it was also awful and abusive to the actress that's so brutal i hate it if you want to see that you can go watch it yourself or you can watch an edited version that i guess they play at drag shows that doesn't have that in it i would say watch the most censored version of this movie you can find (laughs) and i don't i'm not like a censorship person i don't think things there's something that happens no, but it's just, I don't think anything happens during that scene because it cuts back and forth between um, what's her name and the other one. And I don't think anything happens to Nomi that you need to watch. You can just, as soon as no. she goes into the room, yeah. just Just fast skip. forward. It's No, what it is is that she's like falling in love with the, the guy, Kyle McLaughlin's character. And they're like, oh, and then she, it's just her being like, oh and then it cuts back to her friend just being horribly horribly port dog port doggy in the chat says can you say hello porter so there you go um hi porter you kind of came in at a weird time (laughs) yeah it's a little bummed out let's just skip let's just move on uh so zach confronts nomi now and calls her by her name like her real name and yeah. um, unloads her rap sheet, including several solicitation for prostitution charges, crack uh, uh, possession, and her mom killed her dad and then killed herself. So murder suing. No, no, no. no the dad. Suing. The dad was the murderer. Yeah. The dad killed the Jason. mom and then himself. Okay, I wrote it. I wrote it down in reverse. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jason, Jason wrote it down in reverse in the way that he would want his parents to kill each other. How come you can say that? But I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wrong I'm, and sorry I get, I'm sorry. You say that, that seems, to me. As I said it, I knew I was. Shit. Like, Stephen just got canceled. Steve. <laughs> wow. 19. I've never been canceled before. Same What's gonna? What are they saying me? about me? And also, right after we talked about putting a regrettable thing in a movie, you put a regrettable thing in this podcast. So that's perfect. Perfect. It's symmetry. So um, a murder suey. So her name though. is yes. Polly. Did y'all <laughs> clock throughout the movie when they call her Pollyanna? The way that she goes <laughs> to it? Because yeah. Polly's her name. Yeah. The Pollyanna like, thing is like that's somebody off the back of a turn turn up trunk. And absolutely. I'm I'm it's interesting. I didn't pick it up until you just noticed it, but it they made it very every time they said Pollyanna. I think it's two times throughout the movie. 
you're right. She does look at the person like, Ugh. that's good. I like that. Thank you for clocking that. Yeah, I watched um, the movie good. I watched it real good. I so much it. so that I got the murder suey right. Uh, right. So he's like, how much did you charge? 50? 100? Sometimes 100. And then she spits in his face and this is the grossest loogie I've ever seen. But have like, you ever seen somebody It's probably somebody KY gets, Jelly. Have you guys ever seen somebody get so close to somebody's face before spitting on their face? Yeah. That was so good. That was... Maybe the episode one of, the best of It's Always Sunny I've ever seen. Where they the crack the gang cracks the Liberty Bell every time Charlie spits in uh Cricket's face in that. Okay, but hold on. Similar. Jason, it, there are like ten other times in this movie where she does the same thing where she 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 does this like cracked sort of like face where she's moving into somebody and then she does something. And I'll say that that one is the best one but like do you remember when she like does it to the 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 what what's his name al yeah old 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 meat face she does it constantly she's she does a good job of that she does it's a good true. she'll sneak up on you and spit in your face like you know what's another does. great spit tv movie spit movie spit in titanic where rose spits in billy zane's face Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she learned from... Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. It's plant and payoff. Actually, it wasn't in the original script. Kate Winslet was just like, what if I spit at you? I mean, fuck it. And it worked. I think it was K.Y. Jelly. Probably. (laughs) The way it hangs off his nose. Um, So then she concocts a plan to go exact revenge for Molly she sees Molly in the hospital. The doctor explains basically all of the horrible things. And then she's like, I'm going to go to Andrews and she paints it up. Like she's going to go there, like to do some prostitution stuff, but she gets past the idiot guards and goes in there and beats this guy half to death, which is satisfying a little bit of vigilante justice, uh, which is great. And then Nomi goes and tells Molly what she did. And then goes to crystal Wait, Crystal. no, hold on. It's not, she's not just like beating him to death. He's a piece of sh- We have to, come on. What? Yeah, Andrew, what's his name? Andrew? Andrew, Andrew the no, magician no, no, no. or I'm whatever the fuck his name is. I'm just trying to finish the he's movie just trying up to here, finish the... I know, I know. We still have, yeah. we still have things we gotta get All right. through. And we covered, we've covered everything at this point. We've talked about everything in this movie. Um, Crystal reveals she did something similar and that she doesn't blame her. So they kind of see IDI at this point. And, you know, there's always someone younger behind you. That's sort of the moral of the story. <laughs> Someone's going to come and fuck you out of your position. Uh, so, you know, climb with your teeth and your nails to get there. Uh, and then they the kiss. And nails. They kiss and it's gross. It's fucking any so gross. They use tongue in a... For some reason, really not tasteful tongue, just tongues and mouths. And basically, and Nomi, lo behold. Nomi leaves <laughs> leaves Las Vegas. She gets in the car with the same tall haired man from the beginning of the movie somehow. 
this time they don't get into much of a fight. They do still. He does the swerve gag from the beginning of the movie. And as they leave town, we see the sign. This now says goddess and has a picture of Nomi. She's made it. Or has she? Or is she going to go now to do a cameo she's, in the sequel? She's released herself from the ninth layer of hell. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So that is the film. Uh, the timeless movie, uh, Showgirls. Before we get to our final thoughts, um, it's now time for the MPAA. The MPAA, everyone. The MPAA. Wow. Save the wow for the end. Ladies it's and gentlemen. Time to play Guess the yeah. MPAA. Welcome to the hit game show that everybody's talking about. It is the MPAA guessing game. Of course, you each get two guesses at the three numbers following the first two numbers of the MPAA certificate number. The MPAA certificate number, of course, is the number that's awarded to each and every film that is given a letter rating from G-rated to NC-17. This film, of course, was definitely rated R. Uh, I would venture to guess that they wanted to make it NC-17, NC uh, but somehow it got past the censors. Uh, but I digress. I'm going to give you each two guesses. The first two digits of this week's movie are 3-3. Three, three. No? What are the second three numbers? The second three numbers? <laughs> so three numbers after <laughs> Three numbers, yes. 5-2-6. It's higher than that, Steve. Nine eight eight. It's lower than that, no. Seven five four. Ooh, Steve, the final guess higher than that. Eight eight one. Lower than that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Lower than that. One day we'll get it. Lower than that. Lower than that, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, for the fourth or fifth week in a row, we do not have a winner. However, the MPAA, everyone. The MPAA. Wow. So every movie gets one of these numbers. That's right. And where do you find the number? At the like end of the, the box? Very end of the movie. If you want to try. Also, not every movie gets them. Not every movie. Most movies, though. I found a site you can look them up. If, like, for instance, last week the MP rating went by, but it, the movie wasn't upscaled to HD, so it was just a blur. Mm. So I had to go do some digging. Um, we have. Is this a commonly known thing? No, it's stupid. No, it's. Um, this is a thing that we decided to learn. I I just podcast. want to know more about it. That's like, <laughs> You're like, hold uh, on. Wait our, a our previous co-host just wanted to shout out the MPAA certificate number on every movie which we were always confused by so i gamified it and i haven't come up with a better game to do at the end so until we come up with a better game well it's kind of fun the mpaa everyone (laughs) the mpaa wow but it is of course that time of the show where we give our final thoughts our ratings and our plugs so here we go Wait, it is NC-17. It's time for our final thoughts. 
So is the final thoughts the rating or the final thoughts and then there's a rating? I propose a new segment. That was where weird. You, Can you hear what? me? Yes. Sorry. Uh, did I cut you off? <laughs> I couldn't hear anything for a second, and I thought we my all headset died. could hear you though. Okay. My apologies. Um, um, so I said yeah. I want to propose another segment to this show. Uh, you know, at the end of Rocky Horror, one of the callbacks to like the very, very end when they're leaving is it's time for the Rocky Horror punchline. I guess yeah. we can't use your phone. Yes. So the punchline for this one was, was Al joking? <laughs> oh, <laughs> the blowjob thing. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think he was, but I think he was. If, right. if he if he makes that joke and gets what he wants, then I guess he wins. But if. Because I honestly smart. don't know. Because I think Penny would have done it, but I don't think Nomi would have done it. I, well, Penny is like, was I he like kidding? To, I like to think that the last joke of this movie is like somebody pulling a knife out of their butt once again and being like, it's time to go. Take me home. Speaking of taking it home, uh, I made it a tradition around these parts to allow the guest to go first so Noel, why don't you give us your final thoughts and if you have a rating whether it be out of five or ten or a number uh or just a jokey funny rating uh hit, hit us with that I don't know, this movie is everything and nothing all at the same time um i so i think that i land on i like this movie but i don't like how we got there and I don't like many aspects of it. And I would fast forward through huge chunks of it. But I fast forward through chunks of movies that I like that are known to be good as well. Just because I get bored. And I have no attention span. I can see that. <laughs> but, um, I like Nomi. Like, I like her. I think she's uh, the weirdest cat um but she becomes pretty compelling like her story gets really compelling and like i was mm -hmm. like steven was saying earlier i think that the movie start she starts at 11 and the movie doesn't and then the movie moves up to an 11 and kind of like meets her and that's where she starts to dip down and becomes like an actual like a, a real character and somebody who you can i don't know uh what's the thing where you you're like I, I see you it is identify? almost 11 tired as fuck well not identify but like whatever anyway empathize, empathize? you can empathize with her um, and then the movie has a rape and then it just all falls so fuck yeah. um, but uh, I think like I like Nomi I like Gina Gershon I think I like the movie um, I think it's more compelling than people give it. I don't think it's a feminist masterpiece. I'm not sure how much <laughs> you can reclaim this movie. People have tried to reclaim this movie, but a lot's been written about it. So it's it's a fascinating study. Um, I do wonder what it would be like if it got released now. Like, I don't think Basic Instinct would do well if it was released now. I think people would hate that movie. And that's the good one. Yeah. What would 
what would this one be? I don't it think you be, can make yeah. this movie now. Like you just can't. You can't. Um, so we're rating for it. I think on a scale of like burlesque to showgirls, burlesque being the one with Christina Aguilera and remember that movie? No, Real on a scale of burlesque. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the uh, uh, bring it on. Spirit fingers, the guy that came in, spirit fingers, spirit fingers. From burlesque to glitter, um, I give this movie a showgirls. A showgirls. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're really what it is. What I want to, if okay, if you sat me down and said you can watch Fight Club again or you can watch Showgirls again without fast forwarding, I would watch Showgirls again without fast forwarding. <laughs> Holy okay. shit. all right steve it's you're up buddy i don't think i can do it i don't think i can do it what's your what's your final thought and your rating if i can watch showgirls again (laughs) and not watch fight club again like this is this is too much for me to handle over here i think that this movie is bad but i also think this is this is a good movie this is a movie that you can watch as any person sorry i have a lot of stuff in front of me here and i don't know what to say about it i i think that this movie is good that's all i can say i can't i can't do this i can't do this right now i can't do this right now i'm i'm scared i'm scared about it did this movie break us? I think it may maybe broke me. Well, what do you what do you think about it, Jason? I want to have a conversation about the end of this movie. I don't want to like make it my like this is how I feel about the movie Showgirl. You said all the things during the body of the episode. Now just give your final thoughts on the movie, man. We've done this a hundred and fifty. Okay, times. fine. It's a good movie, <laughs> but. I think that it's also a really, really bad movie. Like it's a good movie for people who are liking it for the right reasons. And it's a bad movie for people who are, you know, like liking it for the bad reasons. That's all I can really think about right now. I'd like Jason. to, I'd like to point that's all that you're, you're left like, like awestruck by this movie is what it sounds like. I, yeah, I am. All right. Well, yeah. thank thank you, Steve. <laughs> also, congratulations, Steve. I also have to pee really bad. I have to pee. Have to pee congratulations, bad. Steve. I just want to give you your flowers. Uh, this is your 100th ep- episode. You've been on. What? Wow. No you, way. This is my 100. Okay, fine. I'll do a real thing. Yeah, you came in <laughs> at episode 15, and this is episode 115. So, Good lord. I didn't know. So the movie... Uh, what, what movie are we doing? Striptease. <laughs> oh, shit, Striptease. <laughs> so the movie Striptease is really good, but also it's really bad. You said that already. <laughs> oh, shit. 
guys, I don't give a I don't care about this movie that much. Okay. Uh, so you're going to wave your final thought. It is, it's really uh-huh. good, but it's really bad. Congratulations on uh, being here now for the lion's share of the episode. Um, I think to boil it down, it is mostly enjoyable, but it really comes off as a softcore porn. I get that it was meant to show how seedy that life is, but it, it doesn't really feel all that real in the end. The story is pretty basic. The acting ranges from bad to over the top, and the dialogue is mostly god-awful. I will say, it seems like they did the work when it came to the dance choreography. Elizabeth Berkley uh, was done kind of dirty with this film, as it more or less killed her career. Uh, I think this is supposed to be her, like, launch into mainstream, like, Hollywood. But she got kneecapped and was sent back down to B-movies and TV. Um, I forgot that it just sort of ends also. It just kind of a bunch of things happen and then it just kind of, I'm leaving. I I think it was a missed opportunity. I think Sheryl Crow's Leaving Las Vegas song was out at this point because I think Tuesday Night Music Club came out this year. So they should have used that song as she was leaving Las Vegas because of the lack of ability to use subtlety. And then, uh, of course, Gina Gershon was my favorite part and then and is now still. Um, I really want to give this movie a two out of five. <laughs> it, <laughs> it feels like a parody of a better movie that doesn't exist. I give this movie a weird fuck in a pool after getting drenched in crystal. Paul Verhoeven is a madman. That's my final thought for the movie. Uh, for the movie. Okay. So before we get out of here, I've never seen Steve um, just have a lack of yeah, have a lack of words. I mean, I can I can give my uh, actual one if you want. Well, did you write one down, or do you do you have? Are you well? I have my right letterboxed now? one. I could, I could go into that if you guys want. I mean, if you want to, I think it's funny that that this movie broke your brain. One of I don't. I. I who shaves without water and in a boa? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, I I couldn't think of a of a good thing to write for this movie other than like you know like barf barf C- gross but barf. cinematography good yeah I get that I uh, I I wrote mine right at the dome as soon as I was done so because this one I wanted to say things about you know. But if that's that, if if do you want to read your letterbox or do you want to just uh, just get out of here? We're we're at eleven on the dot. I just read my letterbox and it's like not even much better than what I just said, <laughs> which was nothing. It's a weird movie. It's a weird weird movie because it's not all bad. There's too much rape in it for it to be good. Yeah. See, no, it, it, it is too <laughs> weird for rape to be good. You're right. There's yeah. no good rape in this movie, and it's all bad rape. And like everything about it is maybe a little bit rapey. It's like everything much. is rapey. Yeah. Even. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Noel, since you were our guest this week, I'd like to give you the floor to uh, plug some stuff. If you want to plug your 
stuff where can we find you on the interwebs uh you gonna be at cheetahs oh, he's, he's frozen yeah he's it's, frozen. now it's me and you what? no i would like to give you some time to tell oh, no. you what you need to do which is do whatever you need to do, do right thing. now okay Am I if back? you want if you want me to talk about something that has nothing to do with rape and to be much more articulate than I was on this show, yeah. you are back. Okay. Um, you can check me out at Stick Taps and Stitches. It's a podcast about hockey where there is, I promise, no rape and almost no feminism because it's hockey. So catch me there on Spotify and all the other podcasts, blah, blah, blah. And it's not just me. There are two boys. So if you don't like hearing women talk, there's still two men on the podcast. So. Yeah. Awesome. We Thank all you. love wieners. So, Jason? Yeah. Um, I've space, the Tim, space Cadet <laughs> Tim in the chat frozen. says, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you okay. now. Uh, we, me and you are not frozen, right? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Am I frozen in a funny no, I'm position? I'm not talking about you, Jason. I'm talking about Noah. Your brains are frozen. Only we are not frozen. Yeah. I congratulate all My of you. Frozen. I'm not frozen on the uh, on Twitch. That's weird. I congratulate all. This is from Tim. I congratulate all of you for finding so much to talk about in this movie. And I, we talked about it for three hours. Um, I would like to plug this show. You can find us on most social media at uh, Hey, did you see this one? Um, Christ. Well, you got to plug your own show at the new podcast. I'm going to start doing that so people know where to find us. You can find Jason, us we can't hear you. We can hear each other, but you, we can't hear you, man. You're fucking going off the rails here. You freeze and then you speed up. So yeah. you just said, watch this podcast. <laughs> oh, we're, having, we're having a good time over here laughing. I think it way. might be just you guys because it looks fine on looks I don't fine think on so because we're doing all right. But ultimately... Thanks for having me on your podcast. Hey, did you see this one? Yeah. Which everyone should anyway. tune to. Thanks to the people in the chat. Yeah. Is he frozen again? No, I'm not frozen. I'm listening to it yes. on but also, Twitch, yeah, I, and it sounds fine. Who's in the chat? Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, oh yeah, sorry. Oh, he's back. No, uh, uh, ask the question that's asked each and every week, please. Hey. Did you see this one? Hot mess. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. The end of that was rough. What a fantastic really, ending. We did like a really good job almost until the very end and everything just kind of fell apart. The last four minutes of that were a nightmare. <laughs>